Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Friday, the 6th day of October. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, family and friends close to well-known Philadelphia DJ John Hershock are praying for a miracle. Hershock was leaving Tango Nightclub on Apple Tree Street near Chinatown on Wednesday morning when he was shot in the alleyway. He was hospitalized in critical condition and remains on life support. The 38-year-old DJ is known around the region for his unrelenting enthusiasm for Philly sports and music. Friends say Hershock, who is also the life of the party, was hosting a Philly's tailgate Tuesday night. Police say there was uh, some kind of dispute unfolding outside of the club Tuesday, uh, but friends say that they can't imagine anyone would want to target him. Investigators say they're still interviewing witnesses and have seen significant movement in the case. Police say that they've gotten a lot of tips and they have been following up on all of the leads. Authorities in Philadelphia impounded dozens of ATVs and dirt bikes Thursday as part of a two-day crackdown to rid the streets of the unlawful vehicles. Police helicopters were used to locate the dirt bikes and ATVs, then alert officers on the ground to their locations. Police waited for the drivers to park or stop for food and fuel, then moved in to confiscate the illegal vehicles. Mm, There you go. The effort yielded uh, trailers full of ATVs and dirt bikes. The riders were also issued tickets up to $2,000. Fox 29 reported that some of the vehicles had the VIN number scratched off, leading police to suspect that the vehicles were stolen. It's unknown at this time exactly how many vehicles were impounded by police. The crackdown on ATVs and dirt bikes comes just days after a biker was recorded kicking in a driver's windshield during an argument in Center City. An arrest was made in that assault. Was that guy on a dirt bike? I don't uh, remember. ATV. Mm-mm. No, he's on a motorcycle. No, no he's on a motorcycle. Was he? It wasn't a dirt bike. It was just a street bike. Like, okay. it, you know, like, oh, yeah. it wasn't not one a, of not these. A, yeah, not yeah. A, so, oh, yeah, so yeah. the dirt, dirt bikes. Um, a crotch rocket it was. Okay, so dirt bikes aren't made for the street. They don't have mirrors. They don't have headlights. Um, they have uh, the wrong kinds of, kinds of tires and things right. like that. They're, they're illegal on they're the regular street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah, so. was, was he riding with a bunch of dirt bikes? Or? I couldn't tell. There were, there were ATVs on the street. Yeah, I remember seeing ATVs. But there were a couple of dirt bikes with him as well in that cluster. They were all... Like set sixty. What, 60, 70 vehicles, it seemed okay, like? Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so along with the ATVs and dirt bikes, city leaders and police have been putting forth effort to stop illegal car meetups that have turned violent and chaotic. I wonder how many um, ATVs, you know, that are, I mean, because you'll see them come by and it looks like 200 of them. I mean, I know. Yeah. incredible amounts of these armadas of yep. vehicles. Steve, yeah. I live uh, not too far from Route 30 um, in Villanova and one morning that happened there. And, and oh, so okay. It's not just in... Um, you know, in, in Center City or down right. by the sports complex or whatever. So what caught my ear uh, at first was the noise and how loud it was. And then I walked out of my house down to 30, and I'm not exaggerating. It lasted, I don't know, eight, nine minutes of just no. one after That's another. Yeah. That's it, it thousands. Just, it, it just kept going, and I was boggled. And then so some of my neighbors came out, and that was from the time that I walked down. So when they go into the city, when you see something like this happening to the city, are, are I can't imagine that they're 
originating in the city, right? I mean, I well, know. not all yeah. of them. They got to meet, you know. meet somewhere, right? Yeah. And, right, and mass, and then start moving. So I, I don't know. Logistically, where they... how would that be staged? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so they're, I mean, they're trying. They're they're trying to get this to stop because it, it does. It turns violent a lot of the time, and it's scary for people. Yeah, there's like a gang mentality that yep. can yeah. happen. Yeah, if you Absolutely. get a group, of, a group of like-minded people together, if all of a sudden you know a couple of hotheads can cause everybody to get caught up in it. When you know, we it walk through the halls different. here together, we start pushing people. <laughs> oh, people it's just natural. F out of the way yeah. when we walk the halls. It's like so the pink ladies. Yeah. Uh, Steve, there's an Instagram account called uh, 610 Riders, and uh, the only reason I know about that is because I contacted the cops when they were not too far from where I was living, and um, they get organized that way, and there are 100,000 followers on this account. So when they wow. start one of these uh, rallies, uh, right. they just they put the word, word goes out. out. But the, you know what's funny? Because everything that, since everything that happened this week with that poor woman and her car and the guy jumping on the trunk and windshield, uh, that account has since gone private. <laughs> yeah, so no it's doubt. not public information anymore. Should we start dressing like an old time gang? I think so. You know, I think so. All, all of us. Yeah, yeah. 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 When we just, walk down the hallway. We snap. Yeah, yeah. just yeah. the morning show. We'll come down the halls. Like you see, like everyone like pulling their stuff <laughs> off their desks and, yeah. and like you know cowering. Mm-hmm. I'll make like just weird sounds like hey. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, you'll yeah, be the yeah, leader yeah, up front. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then the one person we say hi to, everyone's like, oh my God, they're friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hate those guys. <laughs> they ruin everything around here. All right. As if Philadelphia Phillies fans needed more reason to celebrate Wednesday night's win, hundreds of people in Section 103 got not one, but two rounds of free drinks. That's unbelievable. It was all thanks to an anonymous fan. Now others are left wondering who was it. So Duvall Saint is a beer vendor at Citizens Bank Park, and he said the person has bought beer from him in the past, but at an Eagles game. He said the anonymous buyer recognized him and said, I'm in Section 103, and I want everyone to have a beer. But he wanted to remain anonymous. Drinks on Wednesday night range from $12 to $16 for canned cocktails. Ashley Phillips, who was sitting in the section, said when the guy came down my row, we noticed that we knew each other and I thanked him and I didn't want to make a big deal of it, she says. Uh, She says that the guy uh, was always a super nice guy, comes from a great family, is a nice person, and he didn't want credit for it, which she said is something that doesn't happen That's wonderful. All right, so how many seats in section 103? Yes. Uh, There are 352 seats in section 103. Oh my God. With, okay. with the drinks between twelve to sixteen dollars, that's more than forty four hundred dollars. The mystery buyer also did it twice, which adds up to roughly nine thousand dollars. That's insane. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's I mean, money to burn. Yep. Wow. <laughs> I believe that's the section we sat in last year for the World Series game. Oh man. And, uh, really? Yeah, Preston. What were you doing on Wednesday night? Were you yeah. back at the ballpark? I'm not gonna <laughs> say. <laughs> It's pretty wild. All I know is I'm a really nice guy from a really nice family. But logistically speaking, like you got to like check. Do you have to? You got to check, check some IDs, IDs and stuff. Well, that like would that. be up. Yeah. That would be up to. Hold no, on. No, no. If, if people buy beer in bulk, they suspend the ID rule. Well, the oh, beer vendor right? went down. Yeah, he went was to just kind of going. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a video of it, and he literally everyone's like holding up their license, and he looks at it, checks the ID, and then opens the drink and hands it to everybody. Okay, nice. But like that was just in row two. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even imagine how long it took how long? to pass yeah. it out to everybody. Do the whole thing, yeah. yeah. They would have had, they would have needed to gone back and get reserves <laughs> as far as the uh, uh, the beers go. Yeah, yeah, probably. Wow. I that's never happened to me. Like I've never been in a situation where yeah, where something's on the house. Listen, when when I I know I said yesterday I'm never going to win the lottery, but when I win the lottery, that is that is literally the first thing I will do. Go to a bar, the nearest bar. 
Drinks are on me, everybody. Well, I've always wanted to do that. Now that we know you're not going to win the lottery, that's a hollow promise. I know. I know. Well, at, at Westchester, Jake's Bar, um, Pat Croce used to come into Jake's Bar. I think it was like homecoming. It, it was some event that was at the school, and he would apparently he would always, you know, drinks on me, around on drinks on me. So we would all go and be like, maybe we're gonna, you know, maybe yeah, this will maybe be we'll the be year here. we'll run into Pat Croce, and mm-hmm. we'll you get can it. still do that, but beat a hasty retreat. Yeah, yeah, you know what, press right away. <laughs> yeah, you should, or you can pay. You can, here. you can play a gag on somebody and yell, go in there and say, hey, drinks are on me, and then have people like put pour drinks on you. And pour then drinks on me. Drinks on me. That's a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah, so I like that. All of this, I'm really excited for the vendors because it's been a tough year for the vendors in the ballpark. Now, with like the shorter games, they're not selling as much beer and oh. things like that. But I did want to say um, hello to all of you guys from our good friend Andrew, the beer oh, vendor, yeah. vendor with the dreads. Very nice I saw guy. him last week, and I forgot to say hi to you guys. Cool. All good. All right. In sports this morning. Morning. The Phillies are off until Saturday when they'll travel to Atlanta for Game 1 against the Braves. The Phillies haven't announced their Game 1 starter yet, but it's widely believed that Ranger Suarez will get the start in Game 1, and then Zach Wheeler will start Game 2, which will be on Monday. Both games in Atlanta are scheduled to begin at 6, and all four of the division series begin on Saturday. In Thursday night football, the Chicago Bears beat the Commanders 40-20 to last night in Washington, D.C. Justin Fields and D.J. Moore connected eight times for 230 yards and three touchdowns to give the Bears their first win of the season. The victory ended a 14-game losing streak that dated back to last season. The Bears' win came hours after word emerged of the death of franchise great Dick Butkus, who passed away mm. at the age of 80. I'm going to expand on that quite a bit in the entertainment news, just Dick to Butkus. let you know. Yes. Okay. So he's dead. I know. Well, I, I, entertainment news is kind of thin today, so don't steal all of my thunder right Wait now. Wait a second. We don't even talk about Iraq. I've got that in my report. Shut up. I should have consulted you before this. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't talk about Saved by the Bell this morning. I got a story. Shut up. Uh, so, unfortunately, yes, he has passed away, and we'll get details coming up. That's how you do there it. There we and go. The undefeated Eagles are on the road this weekend with a game in Los Angeles against the Rams, who are 2-2. Two and two. Kickoff on Sunday is set for 4.05, and that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. We have lots to do on this Friday. As you know, the uh, Crumb Bum Cash continues. We have a $1,000 a couple of times, uh, your chance to win today. But don't miss out on it because, you know, we, we wrap it up on the weekends. Now, we got lots of great stuff over the weekend, so Foo Fighters weekend. Yes, we do. It's all weekend long. Yeah. Uh, but the Crumb Bum Cash, don't miss the opportunities today because we will uh, we'll put it on hold until uh, Monday. So we don't want you to miss your opportunity. Uh, we also have a couple of guests on the program. Uh, Joe List has yes. got a new comedy special, <clears throat> uh, Enough for Everybody, which is uh, on YouTube. And he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. And he's going to be stopping in today in the 8 o'clock hour. And then Steve Hofstetter, who's going to be at the Keswick Theater tonight, is going to be stopping by as well. It's a cavalcade. We've had a conga line of guests this week. We have. So we have a couple of people. Uh, stopping in today, and uh, we have things to give away on top of that as far as um, giveaways go, uh, uh, prizes, so we want to make sure that you're with us and, and catch as we clean out the basket of goodies. Today. Are we buying beers for Philadelphia? We might be buying beers oh. for the entire city, <laughs> except for those guys on the ATVs. Yeah, no, we're, we're not, not buying for them. Bikes. We're not buying no. for them. Nope. 
All right, uh, so let's take a break, and we'll come back in a second, and I'll give you more on the life of Dick Butkus. Here we go. A few other things. Stupid question is coming up. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Hey, you want to hang out with your favorite MMR DJs? Check out the events and appearances page at WMMR.com. Come say hello. Plus, you might even win some cool prizes. We snuck out of the building. WMMR.com's got all the where, whens, and what they're giving away. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question. Uh, let's see. We're going to give away a VIP four-pack of tickets for the Lincoln Mill Haunted House on Main Street Maniac. And that is for tomorrow, by the way. That was a good one. I did that one last year. Oh, you did? Yeah, last year we, we did that. I think last year was their first year open. And, okay. uh, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I think that's all that... I think that's what they do there now. That That's completely what they do. And you know what I love, too? And a lot of places are doing it, but I just noticed it there because they had a lot of people. But the while you're waiting in line, the people kind of, the scary zombies coming Walk up along. to you yeah, while, yeah. while you're waiting in line. And then they have, like, food trucks and stuff, right? You know, on the river there, you can get some food and kind of hang out. And they kind of will make their way over to you. So it's cool. like, you know, they're acting the entire time. All right. Uh, well, you can win tickets there if you can answer this question. You know, and I've, I've had some tough questions. I'm going to throw you a bone. I, I, should, I should do easier questions from time to time. Bonus. So this is a boner for you. Um, the robots in disguise are better known as what? Huh. 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> says Nick McElwain. <laughs> robots in disguise, eh? I don't know the answer. <laughs> Let's see if you know the answer. The robots in disguise are better known as what? Call now. 215-263-WMMR. I'll mention the birthdays on the 6th day of October while we wait for your call. Uh, the very lovely Elizabeth Shue has her birthday. Man, did I love her. Lovely, lovely young lady. Back in the day. Absolutely. She was just 
all American, beautiful girl next door, the karate kid and the boys cocktail. And yeah. And then, then back to the future. And then obviously, yeah, she t- continues. And then when she, not only the boys, but when she came back yeah. on Cobra Kai. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, oh I, yeah, I haven't watched the series. Oh, dude. Yeah. It's the best. Oh, wow. When all of a sudden <laughs> when she's back, you're like, you just fall over all over. Fantastic. Yeah. If she um, shows back up in uh, Gen V, by the way, because it, it's a prequel yeah. uh, to the boys. And so you see her again. So she turns uh, 60 years old today, by she the way. She looks great. Uh, case a few musicians. I, I got sorry, you. I should have yeah. shown you the list ahead of time. But um, one of my favorite um, independent artists, uh, solo artists, Matthew Sweet, has his birthday oh, today. Here we go. Uh, and he, he did the theme to Cobra Kai. No, did he? No, he did <laughs> He did this one, then. Uh, this is a great song, Girlfriend. Uh, but he also had a few other kind of alt-rock hits. Sick of Myself. A great song, Divine Intervention. Present that One I of my favorite concerts. Moments. He's great. He was at a uh, club, Club Malibu. It was Long Island, Lido Beach, and it was a horrible rainy night. So like, there's hardly anybody there. It was about a hundred people, uh, and but he put on the show as if there were a thousand people Excellent. there, and it was tremendous. You gotta love a performer like that. The show must go on. Yeah, and his, you do it. Hit at well, new songs that I knew. Let's put it that way. Uh, nice guy too. Had a chance to meet him a couple times. Matthew Sweet is 59 years old today. So happy birthday to him. Um, uh, actress, uh, Swedish model, uh, actually, Britt Eklund. She yes. was the ex-wife of Peter Sellers, ex-girlfriend of Rod Stewart. And in the song, Tonight's the Night, she's the one that's whispering French in the end of the She's song. also a Bond girl. Oh, she was? Yes, she, yeah, absolutely. Right. She's in, uh, uh, she's in uh, The Man with the Golden Gun. Uh, she is 81 years old today. Oh, wow. Probably wouldn't be a Bond girl today. No, probably. Where's my shoe? Uh, another birthday. Jeremy Sisto. Sisto's oh. birthday. He is celebrating his 49th. He was in Clueless. He played Elton. He yeah. was great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, he's in Six Feet Under, Law and Order, uh, the movie 13 as well, and he's 49 today. So. That show that was actually really, I thought it was kind of cute. Uh, sub- suburb- Suburgatory. Suburgatory, yeah. Right. Uh, so happy birthday to Jeremy Sisto. Sisto. I, unfortunately, I, I don't have that clip anymore. That's all good. But, but you back. do. Uh, yeah. We know. It's coming back. Yeah. Uh, Ian, I'm sorry. I said it a couple times already. Ian Grufford uh, has his birthday. He played Dr. Doom in uh, the Fantastic Four, and I really don't know anything else other than him. He, he, played, he actually played the composer of... Um, uh, it's a it's a classic song. It is a religious song. Um, God, what I'm having a brain fart. But it is it is a um, it's um, I want to rock. No, 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 it's it's is um, it a movie? Yes. Okay. And he got accolades for his performance. Oh. And um, God Almighty, what is it? Nick, can you do a quick check on? Was it? Um uh, Beethoven, that movie about the dog? No, no, no. Oh. He is, uh, by the way, it's a big birthday for him today. He turns 50 years anyway, old. Anyway, he's involved in an acrimonious uh, split with his ex. Ooh. Really uh, tumultuous. Apparently, she's a little bit of a loon. Okay. Um, you said he plays Doctor Doom. Yes. All right. He's so he's not. I thought he was Mister Fantastic. I thought he was the, the. You know what? He is Mister Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God okay. damn it! I got the wrong guy. It's all right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You are correct. The guy from the guy who played Doctor Doom, I thought, and I was watching Succession, and I thought he was the guy, the same actor that played Tom. <clears throat> Totally not the same guy. Not so this guy. dude... What the hell's wrong with us? I'm, I'm all over the place. Come on, man. Yeah. All right. Well, Ian Grufford. Amazing Ian- Grace? Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! 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 
Yes. <laughs> and it was a good movie, and I forgot. It was so amazing, I forgot it. Is it about the guy who wrote Amazing, amazing Grace? Wow. Okay. That's then, the guy. That's one of the greatest. Collab- he collaborated with D. Snyder. <laughs> so, and D's nuts. And D's nuts. Steve, you know, here's a funny last name. His name uh, the, the character that Ian plays in that movie is called William Wilberforce. Yes. And, and he wrote Amazing Grace. That's wow. right. He is the one who went through the emotional, oh. cathartic, you know, uh, uh, like uh, a wretch like me. He thought he was a wretch. There's wow. some really great actors in there. Steve, I've not seen it, but to Albert Finney, Michael yes. Gambon, who just passed away, uh, Dumbledore, and then um, Benedict Cumberbatch is in it as well. By the way, wretch is a word that needs to be used more you often. You filthy wretch. You wretch. You All right, uh, Tommy Stinson has his birthday. He, bassist of the replacements, is known for his love of wings. And it is often said that Tommy want wings. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm like, where? I, I know. I'm, where are you get going this with this? Uh, he wants winging. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy want winging. <laughs> that's him. Um, and uh, also remember he was a bassist for Guns N' Roses, and I guess still is. Uh, or no. Uh, Duff came back. Yes. Yeah, so he's uh, 57 today. Uh, Steve, the great Kevin Cronin yes. of R.E. E.O. Speedwagon. This is my weekly jam. Lead singer, guitarist, and pianist of the band. Uh, he is uh, 72 years old today. If you can't get inspired by this song, I don't know what the hell's... Maybe you need Amazing Grace in your life. That's true. This is a great song. As soon as you are and it, it rocks. It does. Hey, Steve, did you watch um, Ozark on Netflix? I did not. Okay, so there's I, 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 so the, uh, half of the first season. They they open up a uh, riverboat, a gambling riverboat, and they uh, to open the boat, they bring out the legit oh, REO no Speedwagon. Oh, that's and, awesome! Yeah, so yeah, growing up in that area in Missouri, yeah. REO Speedwagon was gigantic. Yeah. They're definitely a Midwest rock band for sure. Yeah. So it's it's funny because uh, a station, the first radio station I ever worked at, WBAB, would, would have it seemed to have a playlist that would have felt very much at home to you. Okay. Yeah, because all, uh, yeah, Sammy Hagar, Mario yeah. Speedwagon, all of that was kind of high in the playlist. All right, so happy 72nd birthday to Kevin Cronin. Uh, David uh, Hildago is the lead singer and guitarist uh, for Los Lobos. Yes. And it's a great band. They are a great band. Yeah. Really, really super talented. They play all kinds of great instruments. Uh, you know, straight up rock to more traditional uh, Hispanic uh, instruments, and, and every one of them is native Swiss. I yeah. had no That's amazing idea. Oh. Uh, David Hildago is sixty nine years old today. Ellen Travolta, who is John Travolta's sister, and actually she played Horshack's mother. Uh-huh. Yeah, on yeah. Welcome back, Cotter. She had a lot of sitcom work. Uh, she turned 84 years old today. Was she in uh, Charles in Charge? Was she, uh... Well, yes, Charles' yeah. mother? Yeah. I her. think she might have been, and she... Yeah, she was. She taught Joey Travolta to act. Which, no. no. <laughs> the whole Travolta family was working for a while there. Uh, so 84 today for her. Uh, Olivia Thurlby, oh. who is in the movie Juno. Uh, and Dread. Bored to death. She didn't dread. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I did see that in yeah. IMDb. Uh, I, I, have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. You I can tell you me what, to see it. it will yeah. rock, listen, it's okay if you don't, but it'll, it'll rock your world. I, and she is excellent in it. Uh, she's 37 today. And then the last birthday I saw on my list is actor Brett Gelman. And on, Gelman? on Stranger Things, he plays my favorite character, Murray, <laughs> uh, who is just 
awesome on that program. Uh, he and Nancy are actually my favorite characters. Uh, and he turns uh, 47 years old today. Murray is the conspiracy theorist and uh, speaks Russian. He's tremendous. He's, he's hilarious. He's on a show. series that Chris Elliott did that, that was a, a parody of Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, really? And he's one of the Rangers. He's great. Fantastic. Uh, so happy 47th for uh, Brett Gelman. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to the stupid question. Uh, what are the robots in disguise better known as? We will go to Don to see if we the, uh, can get the answer. Hey, Don, good morning. Yeah. All right, Don, what are the transform... Whatever. Uh-huh. Okay. He there knows. He what, so what yeah, the Transformers you, yeah, he call? got it. Shut up. <laughs> the robots in disguise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Don. So why do they call the Transformers robots in disguise? Hang on, Don. Good answer, Don. Weird. He said it way yeah. in the background. Burn. I heard it. All right. <laughs> you say a lot of words. I do. So it's uh, difficult sometimes. We're going to give him a VIP four pack of tickets for Lincoln Mill Haunted House on Main Street in Maniong for this Saturday, October 7th, featuring 50 live scare actors, production quality sets, props, special effects. Plus, you can learn more about the serial killer, Victor Kane's secrets in Maniong, and tickets and information available at LincolnMillHaunt.com. By the way, remember. And Kathy, that's all indoors, right? Um, Lincoln Mill? The, the When you're waiting in line and all of that, yeah, that's yeah. outside where the food trucks are, all of that's outside. But yeah, like the haunted yep. house is indoors. indoors. Right. You guys yeah. know the story behind Lincoln Mill, right? Like, Yes, it was okay. flooded. It was flooded, and then they discovered the secret torture chamber that was there. Right. Okay. Nobody even knew it was there. I, I, mean, I, I don't know the story. It's, it's a so, real thing. There yeah. was a flood in the area in, okay. in Maniunk, and it and it unearthed essentially what was a a torture chamber. Where, like, I had no real idea that, that life was horrors. So that's predicated the, on uh, the Victor Kane thing. I thought that was a complete construct. I didn't realize it was. No, no that's wild. I want to dive into that then. All right, but we got other things to talk about. The Entertainment Report. Um, and as Kathy had mentioned, uh, Chicago Bears legend Dick Butkus died. Uh, the team confirmed on Thursday. Not just a great football player, but he was uh, an actor who. Had had loads of roles throughout the Tons years. Tons of stuff. Uh, he died peacefully in his sleep overnight at his home in Malibu. Additional information is going to be provided when it's available. Uh, he played for the Bears from 1965 until 73 and was an iconic representative of the team for generations. He was 80 years old. Uh, he was born to a Lithuanian-American family in the far south side of the Fernwood neighborhood. He was the youngest of nine children. Uh, his website notes that he already knew that he was going to be a professional football player by the time he was in fifth grade. Uh, he became a star football player at Chicago Vocational High School and the University of Illinois and led the Fighting Illini to the Big Ten Championship in 1963. He was drafted into the NFL by the Bears in 1965 wearing jersey number 51. He had 11 solo tackles in his first game alone. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, he was a top contender for NFL Rookie of the Year, but he was edged out by his Bears teammate and fellow first-round draft pick, Gail Sayers. Uh, in fact, he said his his favorite game of all time uh, was one where Gail Sayers scored six touchdowns, and they had taken him out of the game, and they, he, he said if he would have stayed in the game, Gail probably would have had seven or more. I wonder if you, if you take some of these people like Buckus or Gail Sayers and, and say they were framed in today's uh, environment with the same training capabilities and all that that stuff, would they... Would they 
Would they be that much more exceptional? Maybe, but everybody else is elevated, too, so it's kind of hard to say. But they were just a different breed and and pretty amazing. Uh, After retiring from the NFL, then Butkus veered into acting. Uh, He started appearing in the Miller Lite ads. Yes. Very famous. uh, He played uh, the first one, I think, a gentlemanly tennis player who cheerfully debates the beer's merits with uh, fellow ex-NFL defense star Bubba Smith. And then he went on to do movies and TV shows. I was looking in his list of TV show credits alone. Steve, he was in everything. 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 Every, everything from MacGyver to Love Boat to Matlock to Coach to, I mean, just every one of those shows. Magnum P.I., uh, Rockford Files. Was he just he, did one-offs here and there. Was he also the Fall Guy I remember him being on. Probably. Yeah, yeah. Probably. And I mean, I, he the really list danced is, with the Bolshoi, Preston. It's extensive. He he had um, uh, like a recurring part on My Two Dads. He, oh, that's I think right. he did yeah, like man. 30 episodes or something mm-hmm. like that. And then in movies, uh, Necessary Roughness, Any Given Sunday, The Last Boy Scout. He pops up in tons of stuff. So he's just one of those guys. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, last year, he took over the Bears' Twitter feed, posting a couple of videos where he recalled his most memorable moments on the field. And a few years earlier in 2019, Buckus was honored with a 12-foot, 1,000-pound bronze statue outside of Memorial Stadium at the, the University of Illinois. So he lived a full, full life. Those dudes were of the uh, like the semi-tough time. You know, yeah. The, yeah, that where it was, I mean, they didn't have anywhere near the kind of uh, comprehensive you know, training and medical care that they have now. Right. And uh, what they were doing was they they were they were they were performing as athletes and living as rock stars. Yeah, and they didn't have the public scrutiny right, as right, well. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's like the uh, the Broad Street Bullies. Those guys right. were doing whatever the hell they wanted <laughs> to do. Uh, and it was just, a, it was a different time. But uh, yeah, uh, what a life though. 80 years old, Dick Butkus. Uh, speaking of football players, Tom Brady revealed on a recent episode of his Let's Go podcast that he has, quote, a lot of drama in his life. Oh, really? Following his split from Giselle Bunchen in October of last year. He said, we should all have self-awareness it's a hard trait to have. We're in uh, a culture where it's hard to own up to things these days. I said, for someone like me, I'm the public eye a lot. I always try to say the right thing. I don't want to deal with any more drama in my life. I already have a lot of drama. Could you shut up? Uh, he has been linked to uh, Arena Shake in uh, recent months. And, you know, there was uh, the recent uh, flirting between him and Kim Kardashian at that art uh, auction. That's right. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. He teabagged her. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. <laughs> Someone's a little too good at that. Hey, uh, well, I, yeah. Um, speaking of drama, uh, anybody uh, watch any of the Beckham documentary on Not Netflix? Yet. I want to. Okay, we it's... have we have a clip from it if, for a little later okay. on. If Preston goes, no, we'll play it now if you yeah. want. Uh, it's not over just yet. I, I turned it on yesterday uh, in anticipation of falling asleep to it, and I couldn't fall asleep to it because it was just so well compelling. Done. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, there were aspects of his life that I had no idea about that i was like wait i knew he existed he and yeah. at, at this point he and posh were together they were pregnant his entire country hated him i was like what yeah what, what? i'm like how did i not know about this why did they hate him why yeah. because he got a red card in the world cup and uh and his coach blamed him and they ended up losing to argentina uh after he was kicked out of the game but i mean the reason he got the red card was kind of bs and uh, and he shouldn't have, but like the, his country turned on him for a long time. It was really really wild. Okay, is the clip over? It is now over. This right. is a, a posh. Apparently, uh, his wife of many years is is sort of talking about her working class upbringing. He takes exception to it and raises a point. All right, 
Roll it, bitch. We're very working, working class. Be honest. I, I am being Be honest. honest. I am being what honest. What did your dra- dad drive you to school with? So my dad. No, one answer. My dad. What well, car was it? Uh, it's not a simple answer what because. What car? What did you? Get your dad's drive it depends. No, 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 no. Okay, what in car? the 80s, what? my dad had a Rolls Royce. <laughs> 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 and he goes, thank you. Busted. Yeah. Completely busted. They, I, wow. they are both very, very likable. Okay. Um, but listen, Seems that way. They're also behind the documentary. That's right. So. Yeah. All right, uh, moving on. Chelsea Handler got candid about her relationship with ex-boyfriend Ted Harbert on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon on Wednesday. Uh, She previously revealed that the former couple had a threesome with their masseuse before they broke up in 2010. She said, I really want to clarify. I want to go on the record that that is not why our relationship ended. She said, we did have a lot of threesomes and that, while that's private, it's already out there. So I'm going to double down on that and just say that we didn't break up because I left him for the masseuse. So that, they had, that didn't happen. They had a lot of threesomes. Oh, wait, so. hang on a second. Interesting. So, is it a, so it was a male-male fe- um, female threesome? Uh, a masseuse is a female, right? Well, a masseur is a male. A masseur is a male. Right. So. I know, but like she also said I didn't leave him for the masseuse. And th- okay. Well, she could be leaving for a woman. She could. Uh, but I, I, I didn't know the, that was The, the perception though. is uh, the masseuse rubbed them the wrong way. Hey, all right. <laughs> Thank you. I'll have Um, to tell you guys um, the foursome story that I have. Not me, obviously. Oh, my God. (laughs) You were holding camera. We thought the piercing was hot. (laughs) No. No, it wasn't me. But it, I, I had like I, I asked. I had to ask questions. So I was like, I don't, I don't understand. Is this that one person that works in that particular profession that you've told yes, the stories yes, about? Yes, oh, okay. This yeah, is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. 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 we need to do an evening with. I, we do. I, yeah. This isn't the cruise people, is it? No, no, no. no, no, no. I don't. Like I don't want to reveal too no, much. No, don't, okay. don't. Let's just say we need to rent out the Met. And so take it. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, Kelly Ripa has discussed the upside of going through menopause on Tuesday's episode of her Let's Talk Off Camera podcast. She said, I love not getting my period. Uh, speaking with hormone specialist Dr. Erica Schwartz. She said, there, I said it. Um, and the host added that her friends cannot bring themselves to talk about having gone through menopause and that they think menopause is embarrassing. In responses, she said, I don't know why this is, uh, it is in this day, day and age. She also highlighted how her first summer following the change was the summer of white pants because I never had to worry about wearing white pants anymore. <laughs> I would think that would be a welcome thing. Yeah, right? Does anyone actually enjoy getting their period? Yeah. The, uh, yeah. So the uh, apparently, the, so the actual process when you're going through it on the other side, though, you're free of so much. Right. right? I was talking to Rochelle about this because she's approaching that. Yeah, age. yeah. You know, she's 50 years old now. So um, I and I, I didn't know nothing about menopause. I'm like, when do you know? Oh. That you've gone through it. When, when well, is it everyone done? in your household well, yeah. will know. That's <laughs> well, all I have to say. Process. But but it's there. It, it's over time. Eventually, it, right. there's not like one thing happens. It's no. like over time. It's like oh, it's been this long. So yeah. congratulations, you went through it. You but know? I, I will tell you, having lived with somebody who went through it, you will know. Mm. 
It, it is. Unfortunately, it's not always pleasant. But Kathy, it, uh, right? But it but it can hit in different ways. Like the same with the same um, very uh, variable of uh, the way people women experience their periods. Some will, oh, of course, right, it can yeah. hit. Listen, right, right. Uh, the majority of the people that that I know that have gone through it um, go through almost like like PMS, where, where right. you're very moody, and and that was like a huge part of it. Where we were all like, what What's wrong? Like, what is wrong with her? This, is, but and then obviously afterwards we realized what it was and this is with multiple women not just you know one person the but thing i always hear is hot flashes and then yeah right, like i yeah. think things like that were were they're experiencing right. you know the the hot flashes and the the mood swings and all of that can be it, i think it can be tough yeah uh so uh she's uh, she's happy to be done yeah the, uh, hey, look at her she's periods. loving life and her impossibly good-looking husband and uh, there they go things are good uh, Entertainment Tonight reports that Django Unchained actor Keith Jefferson has died at the age of 53. He's in a few Tarantino films. Uh, he's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, he was also in uh, The Hateful Eight as well. So he's a guy that that uh, uh, Tarantino would like go a to. Stock player for Tarantino. Yeah, he was. Uh, uh, um, I believe he was one of the, the slaves in Django Unchained. I didn't see Hateful Eight, and I'm uh, I've only watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood one time. I don't recognize his face. Um, so in August, uh, he had been diagnosed with cancer. Horrible. Uh, um, other roles were uh, Buffalo Soldier, Tank Girl, and Day Shift. And his uh, friend and co-star Jamie Foxx took to Instagram uh, to express his grief. He said, this one hurts. Keith, you've been nothing but absolute grace uh, your whole life. Your heart is pure and your love is immeasurable. You are an amazing soul. Yeah, I recognize this guy. Yeah, so um, that's sad to hear. 53 person? 53, yeah. Oh, yeah, he had cancer, so that's sad news. I, I, uh, on, on the Tarantino list... The Hateful Eight is... Uh, um, I didn't finish it. It's all right. Uh, I, 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 I didn't like catch it. it on the right day. Yeah. You know, I was kind of tired, and it did slow and and yet, to start. I've oh, seen Once Upon tired. a Time in Hollywood, <laughs> like, I've, 20 times. I yeah. love that movie. Uh, on Thursday, Roy Wood Jr. announced that he's leaving The Daily Show after oh. eight amazing years in order to, quote, nurture new ideas. Huh. Wait, was he the host after uh, Noah? No. He and uh, Klepper shared... Um, a lot of people were saying that... Uh, Roy Wood Jr. and Jordan Klepper could be co-hosts. And uh, they had a bunch of guest hosts, including actually Chelsea Handler did it for a week. Um, but uh, Roy would have been a perfect uh, permanent host. I, I think, think they should, I think the rotation thing can work for them. I agree. I, yeah. I mean, they had Sarah Silverman do it, right? Briefly. Yeah, there were a lot of different people and then really kind of from all over the place. Uh, he thanked former host Trevor Noah, uh, Paramount, and especially Comedy Central for, quote, giving me the runway to also produce uh, three one-hour stand-up specials uh, for letting me host two award-winning podcasts, letting me write and shoot my own comedy pilot, write film, and much more. Can I throw a name at you as a possible host here, Preston? Yeah. Uh, 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 D. D. Snyder. D. Snyder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He could do sport or not a sport. <laughs> Which is one of his bits that he did here. Absolutely. So take yeah. the edge off a little bit. Why not? You know, uh, Craig, uh, Craig used to do uh, Kilborn used to do that uh, that five, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. he could do yeah. Sport yeah. Sport yeah. Sport. Yeah. Uh So we had um, comedian uh, Arden uh, Marine by here the other day, and she is from North Dakota. In fact, the same town as Josh Jamal. We were talking off air. Oh, she's from Little Compton, uh, Rhode Island. Wait a minute. Then who the were other we girl? To? That was yeah. Natalie Shaw from Mean yes, Girls. Yes, yes. That's who was the kid. Yeah. Yes, yeah. or kid. 
She was, wow. she was playing a kid. In the, oh, you're right. It was yeah. the same day. Yeah. Different person. Get off his uh, back. Anyway, she was talking about, <laughs> we were talking about the fact that they were from the same town. So I have a story about Josh Jamal. Huh. And he spoke about why he and Fergie went their separate ways. And part of it is that town being from that area. Uh, they were married for eight years before divorcing in 2017. He said, we had a great time, but I think that we kind of outgrew each other and had very different interests. The older I get, the more I wanted to come back here. Huh. And this is not for her. And, and the town store is an out- outworlder. Right. Uh, he was referring to his uh, hometown in North Dakota. He said, but I've got no hard feelings for it. I truly don't. I'm very lucky that she's a kind human. And I think we both agree that we're very different people. That wife of yours, that Fergie, she needs to be more plain. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like that sort of dancing and shimming in these parts. Not around here. Does she even know how to make bread? Uh, she, he, he said the Hollywood lifestyle played a role in their relationship as well. He said, You need to put your woman in place. Cut a switch. <laughs> he said, I don't think I ever really got comfortable with it all. I said, it was just a lot. I just missed the simplicity of who I really am. Uh, he said, I'm just not a guy who's comfortable going to red carpets, doing yeah. all the Hollywood stuff. He said, I don't hate it. I'm better at it now than I was. Uh, but it just took me a long time to really feel that I fit in. I think I can, both you and I can understand what he's saying because we're kind of matinee idol types as right. well. Yeah, and, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's too much. It's too much. We long for the simpler things in life. Uh, he added that Hollywood can, quote, suck the soul out of you if you're not careful. Well, so you got to be careful. <laughs> it depends on how it's done. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I told you it was kind of thin today, right? No, no, it's actually good. You're beefing it up big time. You want to go back to Butkus stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, I thought you had something to share. Oh, no. So did I. Oh, I was no. like, no. you tell us? Oh, do tell, mister. Uh, Dick Book is part two. <laughs> Actually, what a name. Butt kiss. Uh, I know, right? That's the first thing yeah. I think Dick. of. Uh, I yeah. said his name in front of uh, uh, Caroline yesterday, and she's like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I know. Uh, it's not, not spelled the way you kiss. think it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in an excerpt from his new book titled Making It So, a memoir. By John Astley. Patrick Stewart. <laughs> Patrick Stewart detailed the time that he stormed off the set of Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, he apparently got angry with his co-stars because he felt they weren't being serious enough at the time. He said, my castmates were double over there in laughter when they flubbed multiple takes, and in rehearsals, they sometimes ad-libbed things that weren't in the script to make their lines funnier. He said, my experiences at the Royal Shakespeare Company and the National Theater had been intense and serious. He said, naturally, we enjoyed a bit of levity, but in general, we knew our time was limited and we didn't fool around. He then recounted calling uh, uh, a meeting in which he said, I lectured the cast for going off, and he wrote uh, that he responded to uh, Denise Crosby's, hey, we've got to have some fun sometimes, Patrick, by saying, we are not here, Denise, to have fun. Well, in, in retrospect, he finds the story funny, though. And so do they. They, yeah. they. they mock him, and they're all really good friends. Yes. So they, they often recall that, that time, because actually he was hired because uh, Major Barrett and Gene Roddenberry had seen him, you know, in, in Shakespearean productions and said he'd have the gravitas to be a captain. So he was in Philadelphia yesterday, and it always bums oh, me out. He was visiting G. Snyder. When I find out the day after, nope, Stevie was at uh, Barnes and Noble, and he was doing 
doing a, uh, an event last night at the Met. And, Son of a bitch, yeah, dude. I know. You bastard. So I'm I, sure that we have some listeners who were in, in attendance last night. But yeah, he was just signing copies of his book at uh, Barnes & Noble downtown. How did we not uh, know we, this we, was happening? Listen, nothing happens in this city without us knowing about it. I mean, at least at least 20% of the things that happen in the city. Uh, apparently, he's hidden a few copies of his book somewhere in the Barnes & Noble downtown in Philadelphia. I... Love that guy. Yeah, me too. I absolutely love everything about that guy. I would so much want to sit down and have a conversation with him. Picard? Um, yeah. Uh, Dune? Uh, Professor X? Yeah. I mean, so many great roles. But Caesar's and, a great and he's shot. a funny guy. He is. He's hilarious. There's a shot of him uh, right in the middle of 30 Street Station and it looks like he's just hanging out in the train station getting ready to go back up to New York. Some bitch. Some bitch. All right. Uh, it, so anyhow, he said the, um, it, it wasn't funny at the time. He said, in the moment when the cast erupted in hysterics at my pompous declaration, I didn't handle it well. He said, I didn't enjoy being laughed at. I stormed off the set and into my trailer, slamming the door. That, now, funny, because if you get a chance, look at some of the Next Generation bloopers. Mm-hmm. And he's right there cutting up. Oh, yeah. They had the famous thing, their, 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 their uniforms. There was the, the Picard tug. When he'd sit down, he'd pull down on the thing to make sure it looked right when he was sitting down. And they always had fun with stuff like that. All right, one last story. Valerie Bertinelli is reflecting on her past correlation between her weight and self-worth. Uh, she posted a video on Instagram on Monday. Uh, she was wearing a pink button-down shirt and blue jeans that she had on for her, quote, first before picture with Jenny Craig. So she's gained weight back, uh-huh. and now she's wearing her quote-unquote fat clothes again. Uh, since being a brand representative for the now-defunct weight loss company, she said in the clip that she's done so much emotional and mental work to recover from years of pretending everything was okay when it wasn't. She said, health is not body size. Health is not that number you see on a scale. And she stressed to her followers, your worth as a human being isn't dictated by your body. She said, I thought I was fat the last time I wore those these clothes. I've never felt more beautiful, more at peace, more mentally and more emotionally stable than I do today. And I'm wearing my fat clothes. And what she's calling fat is not fat. Uh, you know, uh, she looks fine. She looks great. And besides, she does a ton of cooking. Uh, in her caption, she said she's done a lot of emotional and mental purging and gotten rid of clothes that no longer bring me joy uh, since her divorce uh, from her husband. You know, if you have a weight problem, that purging can work out, too, if you want to do that. Uh, no. Oh, no, that's, that's not that's recommended. Not, that's not, not good enough. Nice. I'm, no, I'm sorry. No. Uh, she said, I do not know why I kept them, but now I'm glad I did. It's nice to see how far I've come emotionally, uh, adding that she is no no longer using food and alcohol as a coping mechanism. She said, I am enough. It's, it is pretty cool, though. Like, I pulled out my communion suit, and I put it on the other day, <laughs> and it still fit. So, it was, yeah. It still, yeah, it still fit, which is amazing. That's incredible. I was seven at the yeah, time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's just amazing that you have kept on to your shape <laughs> that way. Kudos to you, I was sir. an extraordinarily large kid. Wow. All right, we have movies opening. <laughs> We'll start with The Exorcist Believer. It's a horror starring Leslie Odom Jr., Ellen Burstyn, and Anne Dowd. Uh, since the death of his pregnant wife in a Haitian earthquake 12 years ago, Victor Fieldling has raised their daughter, Angela, on his own. But when Angela and her friend Catherine disappear into the woods, only to return three days later with no memory of what happened to them, it unleashes a chain of events that will force Victor to confront the nadir of evil and, in his terror and desperation, seek out the only person alive who has witnessed 
anything like it before, Chris McNeil. Did I say Nadir correctly? Uh, Nader, I always say. Okay. But uh, you could be right. I've always just pronounced it Nader. I don't even know what that is. The, the, the bottom, the, the lowest point. Okay. The opposite of Zenith. Ah, is the is the Nader. Yes. Just like okay. a Motorola is the opposite of Zenith. Uh, so running time is two hours and one minute. Rated R. Wide theater release. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 21%. Oh. So Ellen Burstyn apparently is in it for like, a, you know, seven seconds to give uh-huh. it the credit of saying it's in the exorcist realm. Mm-hmm. But um, what the hell? What yeah. the hell? Let's see. Uh, also opening is Freelance, action comedy starring John Cena, Alison Brie, and Juan Pablo Raba. Uh, ex-special forces operative Mason Pettis is stuck in a dead-end desk job when he reluctantly takes on a freelance gig to provide private security for washed-up journalist Claire Wellington as she interviews the ruthless but impeccably dressed dictator Juan Venegas. Uh, when a military coup breaks out just as she's about to get the scoop of a lifetime, the unlikely trio must figure out how to survive the jungle and each other in order to make it out alive. Uh, an hour and 49 minutes long. Rated R. Wide theater release. Rotten Tomatoes score. There is not one available right now. Remember the time we had her and uh, James Franco in the... Uh... I don't because I was driving across country. Oh, know. man. Case, they were they were fantastic. Yep, yep, they, they were great. Were. Dave Franco. Dave Franco. I'm sorry, Robbie. Yeah. Uh, also opening is The Burial. It's a drama starring Tommy Lee Jones, Jamie Foxx, and Pamela Reed. Inspired by true events, when a handshake deal goes sour, funeral homeowner Jeremiah O'Keefe enlists charismatic, smooth-talking attorney Willie E. Gary to save his family business. Tempers flare and laughter ensues as the unlikely pair bond while exposing corporate corruption and racial injustice in this inspirational, triumphant story. Two hours, six minutes long, rated R. Limited theater release today. Streaming on the 13th, by the way. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a nice 89% score. And then finally, the movie Foe also opens this weekend. It's a sci-fi mystery and thriller uh, starring Saoirse Ronan, Paul Mescal, and Aaron Pierre. A haunting exploration of marriage and identity set in an uncertain world. Hen and Junior farm a secluded piece of land uh, that has been in Junior's family for generations. But their quiet life is thrown into turmoil when an uninvited stranger shows up at the door with a startling proposal that questions the nature of humanity and artificial humanity. Uh, Bring the not-too-distant future to luminous life. Uh, An hour and 51 minutes long. Rated R. It is is a limited release. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a pretty low 19% score. Yeah. All right. Case, ready for the clip? I'm ready. So much entertainment. Love is Blind is about people trying to find a match, fall in love without ever seeing each other face to face. In this clip, player Christopher Fox talks about his heartbreak from the show. I, all the way through, loved my whole experience. Um, Obviously, Heartbreak is never fun, but you grow from it, and I wouldn't I wouldn't take it back. I I loved everything from falling in love all the way to the heartbreak. Wouldn't change anything at all. Shut up, dummy. A <laughs> uh, new episode of Love Is Blind season five is streaming today. It never gets old. Here's the next clip. The Irrational is a new television show about a behavioral scientist who lends his expertise to an array of high-stakes cases involving governments, law enforcement, and corporations. Here, production designer Eric Frazier talks about the research they did to get the perfect crime scenes. Um, We set up a really good liaison within the FBI so that we could get procedure and visuals on the FBI office that we ended up studio build. Um, And we learned an awful lot on that level. 
the research that we do is a really important part of it. I don't <laughs> give a f- so yesterday we were talking about memories and false memories and why humans are, are terrible eyewitnesses a lot of the time. And uh, a few listeners recommended this show on oh. behalf of that. They said, Steve, that they go into like <coughs> how people get stuff wrong and, and you know why sometimes people are great witnesses, but most of the time they're not. And uh, so I, it sounds uh, pr- pretty compelling. Yeah, this did pique my interest because I, uh, uh, the cast uh, you know made up of people I really like. So Yeah, Jesse L. Martin. He's uh, great. Um, Mahar, uh, Mara Hill, uh, Trevina Springer. Yeah, but I'm recognizing some faces while we're looking at the trailer here for that. Uh, the Irrational airs Mondays on NBC and is available to stream the next day on Peacock, should you want to see that there. All right, that's the last story in the entertainment report. Um, we've got guests on the program today. We're going to have Steve Hofstetter here. Uh, Joe List is stopping by as well. Uh, we'll do our Friday things. We'll give everything we have to give yeah. away. And Crumb Bum Cash yeah. as well. We're less than an hour away from your first shot to win a grand. Stick around. Back in a moment. Join Marissa Magnata tomorrow from 11 to 1 at Rafferty Subaru at 4700 Westchester Pike in Newtown Square for a pet adoption event with Providence Animal Center. Rafferty Subaru will be covering 100% of the pet adoption fees. Plus, enter for a chance to win Queen and Adam Lambert tickets. I know we announced uh, the arrival in the rock shop of the uh, the presidency poop knife, which is legit. It's really, you can actually buy it. Yep. Um, but there's a new item that was uh, put into the rock shop as well. Uh, we have now the Beach Panther Dune Puma T-shirt. <laughs> That's great, uh, and it's actually pretty cool looking design. Yeah, uh, I don't know who came up with the logo. Monahan. I don't know if Monahan did. Yeah, are you uh, sure? I don't know. Uh, Casey is, I guess. Yeah, I saw the email from Eric. It looked like it came from Monahan. I thought uh, Todd DeFeo actually came up with that one, but maybe wow. you're right. My bad. Uh, Beach Panther Dune Puma Preston and Steve T-shirt is yeah. now available. I love in, it in the rock shop along with the Preston and Steve poop knife and the Good Morning It, Good Morning to See You coffee mug. First of all, the Good Morning It uh, coffee mug, if you already had that, that just has me on it. But the new one has Steve on the other side. Responding, right? As well, responding the Good Morning to It and Good Morning to See You. So a lot of great new items (sighs) in the MMR Rock Shop. Christmas shopping is basically done. It is, but uh-huh. yeah. it's, it's nice for everyone. It's for a limited time. Oh, uh, so do the, it now. It's a what we call a flash sale. Where is the info here? Oh, you know, what a feeling. Probably all the way. Nope. I don't know here. where it is. Oh, yeah. Probably. Uh, oh, my God. I don't know. All right. Well, anyhow, it's a limited time. <laughs> Just go to WMMR.com and uh, hit the uh, uh, the store and uh, go and grab the goodies for you. All right, so it's Friday, and that means we need to clean out the junk drawer, or I'm going to be it's the junk drawer. overloaded. Preston's cleaning out his junk drawer, getting things out of his junk drawer, finding stuff here in his junk drawer. All right, let me dig in. Oh, look, I, I actually found, I found an item. Oh, and in the junk drawer. Item. So this came from Michael uh, Mackey. Michael Mackey? Uh, yep. And he sent a um, Mayan Aztec death whistle. We were talking about this last, oh. at the beginning of this week or last week. Yes. I forget which. It was this week. Yeah. I believe. Well, maybe it was last oh, week. It was last week. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So we, um, uh, a guy called in and actually <clears throat> played one for us because it yeah. was a story that they had found this in an Aztec a crypt and uh, that it was supposed to have some type of a ceremonial uh, purpose for it. You uh, Essentially, you blew this right before you sacrifice somebody. Right. 
Uh, and then we found out you can you can buy these things on Amazon. You can three uh, D print them, and so that this one is three D printed. There you go. Oh, wow. So uh, Mike made it with a three D printer. He said, uh, "I made this using a file I found on ThingsVerse.com, which is a repository of three D printing models." And he said, "You can find anything there." I'm an engineering professor at the University of Delaware, hey. who research area is three D printing, and I made the whistle with my home three D printer. He said, "Don't overthink blowing into the whistle." Just exhale fast. You blow into the hole in the top of the skull. Good luck. Sincerely, uh, Michael Mackey. So, Can you or do it? It might be Michael McKee. Or the blow out your ears. Yeah. I haven't done it. I have my headphones on. All right. So it might be... I might be safe because right. I, right. I just lightly blew into the other day. I'm like, that's pretty loud. But I'm going to give it a try. All right. So there's a hole. Lightly blow. It looks like a skull. There's a hole in the top. And in the bottom, this is where... The whistle. The, the All the noise comes out. All right. So let me try this. Here we go. Yeah, that's sort of it. Yeah, I have to blow harder. I think. Oh, I, oh, or, or maybe light. Oh, I don't no, know. I think it's harder because ah, as, as it as it tapered off, yeah. it didn't sound right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Hold it up closer to the, oh, to the mic God. if you could. Closer to the yeah, mic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's... All right, hang up. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like a scream. Yeah. 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 Totally. Not bad. I like that. Mm. One more time? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, why not? I'm getting a little lightheaded here. Okay. Oh. All right. Well, the, the, you're, you're sacrificing yourself. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Okay, so... I hear it. I, I No, no, I hear it. Um, I heard it more the, the when, previous time. Well, I took my headphones off, right? Yes. It's I not as loud as I thought it would be. Yeah. Can you play uh, I Want to Rock? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> I like it, man. I like the whole... Pro- the, 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 you know, the, what a brutal ritual. The yeah. sacrifices, yeah. the ripping out of the heart, the death whistles. Yeah. Not a, not a fun group of people. Thank you, Michael. We'll go back into the junk drawer and find <laughs> something else. I'll put this in my charts and crafts, by the way. Oh, yeah. How is that coming along? It's we, nice. We need to do a, a, a like a video tour of what's yeah. ended up in it. It's not a ton of stuff, but it's fun. to get right with the Muter Museum. It's uh, homemade uh, items from President C. Show listeners. All right, I found something. All right, here we go. Um, and this is so interesting. The team at Shane Company has found the most searched for nail colors in every state for every season. I saw that. The most search for nail color. This is something you're, you're tied into? We are sent these things. <laughs> these these little surveys. Uh, so I thought I would pass this along. Okay. It's every U.S. state's favorite nail color by season. Ooh. And we'll By begin, season? We're going through all 50, okay? We'll okay. go start with Arkansas. <laughs> no, we're not going to go through all 50. Let's There's do no PA. Way. PA, alright, so for uh, for spring... Okay. Uh, you'd like uh, a lavender hue. Okay. For uh, summer, Kathy, it is a French manicure. Oh. You rock a French manicure now and then, don't you? No, not really. I never huh. get that. In. I used That used to be my go-to college days. Uh, almost every time I went, I would get some sort of French manicure. It's sexy. 
I think. Yeah. You know? They're doing like the updated French manicure, which is um, just different colors. It's yeah. not that like so, nude and white. Rochelle got one the other day. It's green. It looks like she took a an avocado and raked her fingernails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. And just the tips uh, are, are, are green. Yeah, so that's what they're doing. That's the, yeah. I guess, the updated. Of so the, a, a version of the French yeah. uh, manicure. French mystique. Uh, for winter, Pennsylvania goes for gold. Okay. Okay. I, I don't really see a lot of gold. I love gold. Uh, New Jersey. Let's go there. Uh, for uh, spring, it is pink. Uh, for summer, it is French manicure, like Pennsylvania. I'm shocked that there's no peach. For fall, is lavender. And then in winter, uh, the Jersey gals go back to French. Ah, <laughs> that's a double French. And then how about Delaware? Okay, Delaware uh, for spring is orange. Huh. Okay. Interesting. I would figure orange for fall. Uh, summer, yeah, right? Right? Yeah. You have not only uh, yeah, not only uh, pumpkins, but the uh, flyer season. Yeah, flyer season in the fall. All right, then you have French manicure in uh, summer for Delaware. Gold in the fall, and uh, in winter they like gold as well. Not a lot of change in Delaware. Okay, they, like they have gold. all that gold from the tax-free shopping. They like to stick with that. Uh, when you d- decide to paint your nails a yeah. color, how long are you committed to that color? Like, how long will you stick with one? I mean, because you don't. Do it day to day, right? Right. So, yeah. and because it takes a while to right. do it. So, how long are you planning on wearing a certain color? Well, Preston, it depends on what kind of nail polish you get. If oh. you get regular nail polish, you're in it for less than a week. If okay. you get gel, you're good for I would say like ten to fourteen days. And then if you get dip, you can keep that on for a month if you want. Okay, a so month. If you commit to a month long color, right. Are you then coordinating your outfits with that that whole time? Because that's no. a big commitment. Yes, no. you're a slave to not that really. color. You'd have to be insane. No, I mean, yeah, no, I'm not. I don't really coordinate my outfits to my nail. Color. What is this color so, you have right now? If I, if I'm going somewhere, if I'm if I have like you know an event to go to and I'm going to get my nails done, I'll pick my outfit and then go. Okay, I want to get this color. So nails. nails can clash, and it's no big deal. I mean, for me, no. I'm just curious. I, yeah. I don't know these things. So, I don't. Okay. I don't usually. But I'm, I often will get neutral colors. So, Steve, right now I have like a light gray on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I'll get neutral colors like that. But then I will also, you know, go crazy and get like pumpkins and skulls for Halloween. Uh, I'm so, surprised. Are you going to do that now? Because we're in the, prob- that season. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And that's not really going to go with too many outfits that I wear. Yeah, so. but I, I'll like it. <laughs> I like. Uh, the, I like the orange. Stuff Marissa brought this in. I'd forgotten that I wanted to do this. Remember, I'd uh, smashed my uh, my fingernail on a. Uh, between two golf clubs, yes, and, and I got the black nail on one of my fingers is my my uh, ring finger, badass. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to paint the rest of them black uh, to match it and yeah. see what happens. And we never did do it. I have yeah. it here. Oh, I okay. never got around to do it. But now I don't want to do it anymore. Well, yeah. you don't want to do it? Yeah. Why not? I changed my mind. Huh. I don't, I don't know. nails. <laughs> you know what? Casey said, if you're a man and you paint your nails, you have to be prepared oh, yeah. people. Uh, for people. Saying stuff to you, Can or, I tell you something? or calling you out, or whatever. Judd Nelson in the Breakfast Club would do it. Yeah, yeah he would. Yeah. Did you see Bam's nails yesterday? They were like a, a gold glitter. No, oh, I don't. I didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice that. Uh, I'm sorry. The rings were shining too uh, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had True. like 50 rings on his fingers. He did. Uh, so I didn't notice the nails. But um, are you going to do uh, your nails anytime soon for Eagle season? My toenails. 
Well, you've are they already they're already done. green? I they're would done. imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When do you do the 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 fingernails? I, you know what I, I I did the fingernails for a year and uh, I just kind of got over it a, a little bit. Okay. Um, so no, I don't do the fingernails anymore. Okay. It was funny though. Uh, to it, it, people. <laughs> They couldn't help themselves, but they man, they just revealed themselves uh, quite a bit when they would see the fingernails. Oh, done. okay, yeah, yeah. It's about <laughs> how they thought that that was that you shouldn't be doing that. That it's too feminine. Yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. even if it's eagles colors, yeah, yeah. Well, it, mine was mainly it was like a nice graphite. I liked the way the graphite looked. It was a little bit more manly looking. <laughs> I can I can dig the eagles because uh, yeah. you, you used to uh, whatever season we were in, you your your nails would reflect the team. Yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. the but I. I do feel like for a guy, uh, the the fingernails needs to have like more of a distressed look to it, like beaten you know? up and chipped. Yeah, like you like, should like take like a look he's at scrapped with a pit bull. Jackie Bam Bam's nails, you know, they're it's never a perfect manicure, right? But it, you know, it's it's got a little bit of a right. personality to so it. So I put different color lipstick on my nipples uh, for the each season. Each season. So right now I'm orange. Nobody ever sees it. Though. No, no, so it's you for don't me. get called out. Just right now. For you. All right. So anyhow, those are the most popular nail colors. Thought you'd like to know. Uh, let's go back. This to- is a jump drawer, yeah. after all. Yeah, I thought we found a, a skull and, and some nail polish. All right, uh, how about this story? Uh, the first family's young German shepherd commander has been evicted from the White House. Yeah. Uh, it was a series of incidents uh, which he bit White House staffers and Secret Service officers. <laughs> so, all right, so we have, uh, we've got two dogs. Uh, they are um, Yorkshire Terriers. They're little dogs. Yes. And the smallest one, Haley, somewhere uh, along the line in, you know, because they're, bo- they're both from the same litter. Uh, she got, we, we are convinced, some Chihuahua in there because <laughs> she looks a little bit like it. She's smaller than Rook. And she's a feisty little bitch, man. Is she, is, she, a, is she chomping? She is a sweetheart to us. And I mean, just the most loving, caring dog yeah. and to most people. But every now and then, uh, she picks somebody out and goes feral, Steve. Which one of my dude, kids did she uh, go after? She went after like Avery or something. Yeah, like, like that. the sweetest kid in the yeah. world. Yeah. And we had we had a guy come by the, the other day, Fred. He's a friend of ours. He's just a sweetheart of a guy. And she was snapping at him. And I'm like, and we as the owners, as the parents, yeah, yeah. are just embarrassed, embarrassed and, and horrified. And upset and, and you're, you're and saying, angry at our kids. This is <laughs> such a good dog. And you, I, and you try to make a case. And, and listen, I don't get it, man. Dogs, and I love them. Uh, they're a lot of times they're committed to making you look like a ball faced liar. Yes. Because and and like Chelsea was the sweetest uh dog. We now have a dog that hopefully will be ours hundred percent, you know, um and, and totally chill. Um but uh uh, like out of the blue, like they'll go after someone. It's like what the hell? What, yeah. what set them I mean, off? Like, like we all the time. And and uh, Haley is a, is a licker. She'll yeah. lick your face to death, and she'll be sitting here licking my face, and I'll grab her little face, and I go, "How can you be so <laughs> loving and sweet like this, uh-huh. and just be the most?" Evil <laughs> devil dog in the world. Sometimes so our, I just don't get it. Our cat Mia, I can go up and go in the face and do the whole thing. Someone else comes in off the street, <laughs> you know, and it's it's, it's just the way, but it's yeah. the same way people oh, gravitate. Man. You know, the funniest thing used to be uh, Pierre's dog Lucy, um, wonderful with people. Yeah, hated other dogs. <gasps> Yeah. Freaked and out. That's the same thing with yeah, Haley. Yeah, yeah. Other dogs, man. Yep. They can kind of coexist for a little bit, but we if, if we have another family that, that brings a dog over that even we've encountered before with the with the two, at some point 
there's some kind of an incident that yeah. happens, and it's yeah. like, man, don't blame yourselves. I've never taken them to uh, to have them uh, uh, obedience training or anything like that, and you, you know, I've you thought do, about good. it. They're good. Yeah, but I don't know, man. There's... You 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 can, you can tweak it like uh, Jen Green, who does the Alpha Bravo Canine. She's she's given some advice to people who I've I've sent her away. Um, but at some point, are they too set in their ways? Well, it, it, you're you're it, the, the older they get, the you know they the, the old dog new tricks thing does hold true. But yeah. you, you can you can modify behaviors. You yeah. know, it's not out of the realm. But it's not like you're she's dicing up visitors and killing them. I mean, it's just. I mean, is, yeah. is, is it out of hand, would you say? It, or just it, annoying? It's just annoying. Yeah, I mean, you know. I, I, I wish we could be more social with them, but right. we're hesitant to do that oh, because, wow. you know, with, huh. with other dogs. Yeah, yeah. And because, uh, you know, you don't want to have something happen. It's or, true. God forbid you're a delivery person that right. walks onto our property <laughs> because you are the enemy. <laughs> of course. This have you seen, um, God, it's uh, Estrays. Uh, the, the new movie with the, uh, the no, dogs. you were telling me. Oh about my it. god! It if, great. if you're a dog owner, <laughs> it <effort>. gets <laughs> right. It gets everything so right. So these dogs are out in the yard, and, and so they're, they're obviously using human voices for the dogs. Yeah. And the mailman comes up because he yeah. goes, "You son of you rat mother!" And they, they're just every expletive. You son of a bitch! You. <laughs> And they just go nuts. There's a meme of a German Shepherd looking out a window. Yeah, yeah. And, and the, the, it says, 15 times this week I have saved their lives. And uh-huh. no one gives me the respect I deserve. You know, he's like looking yeah. out at the mailman. Oh, yeah. It's like uh-huh. 15 yeah. times this week. So anyhow, yeah, so Commander, the White House dog, they have they have sent Commander away. Uh, out to a farm with, with, play with other dogs. I mean, yeah. 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 Well, so my, my friend, uh, our friend, uh, their wife was completely attacked by. A, another friend's dog, yeah, not not bitten, straight up attacked, oh and like and 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 my friend was also bitten by said same dog, and then other people, and I'm like, listen, and I'm an animal lover, but like, you gotta get rid of this thing because it is it is not nice, and it is unprovoked attacks that that is happening. There, so there are a lot of times that you can put the dog, a dog like that, in another environment, like literally on a, on a, on a farm yeah. or an, where where it needs a change of environment. It's there's a lot of recourse. Sometimes it's beyond that, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's, you can't take on the liability. Like of, this, of something this thing, like, to a kid. oh my god, I'm so sorry. That doesn't cut it when you're bleeding. You right. know, when yeah, yeah. So it's bleeding and, and no, it's, it's so it's a, up to the owners, though, to make sure that you keep, make sure that you're aware of that. Yeah, they're not. Dog on a, oh, they're not. They're not good owners. No. No. Uh, so the Bidens uh, sent another German Shepherd major to live with friends in Delaware a while a big back. farm where they can run around. <laughs> yes, the White House cat Willow is staying though. Right. Uh, All right. Let me find something else here because. Uh, mm. We only have so much time. I thought about this in the city beat. Oh, here I found it. Oh yeah, it was in the junk drawer. You found the city beat in the junk drawer? Uh, no, I, I thought about doing this for the city beat, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put this here in the junk drawer. Uh, the National Geographic uh, group has released a list of beaches that are better in the fall, and they stretch from East Coast to the shores of Hawaii, and one of them is in Southern New Jersey. Uh, no doubt, I am a big fan of the shore during the winter, the colder months. It's very rustic. It can I like be very it. courier and ish. It's Quiet. Yep. Uh, it's still um, uh, uh, picturesque. One of the best 
my my father after my mother passed away a couple of years later we got together with my my dad and we went out to a thanksgiving dinner and it was on a, a, a place that was along it was the north shore of long island mm-hmm. and preston you know right on the on the uh the the, the bay there and uh the snow started falling and it's just gorgeous the only time i went to the jersey shore the entire summer uh was keenan's i know you guys obviously are down a lot uh, but i'm going this weekend i can't wait to get back down this weekend and steve i'm 100 percent with you i'm going to cape may cape may is much more of a year-round kind of a town yep. and uh yeah i'm psyched well the first beach on the list Cape May, New Jersey. Oh, no, there you go. Wow. As you would imagine, it's quaint. It's yeah. pretty. Uh, it's, got it's, water. it's open year round. Wait. Uh, so they, you know, the restaurants stay open. Most of them do anyway. Yeah. They're talking beach towns or beaches. Beach towns. Beach town. Beaching. It says beaches yeah. in this uh, particular yeah. article, Casey. But it means what comes along with yeah, the yeah. beach okay. as well. So unlike many other Jersey Shore towns, I'm reading this verbatim, Cape May does not shut down in the fall, making it the perfect destination for anyone looking to enjoy the sand and sun. Net Geo noted, come fall, visitors have plenty of elbow room to walk or bike along the promenade, uh, explore the two miles of glittering shoreline, and stop for a sticky bun at the family-owned Madison's Bakery or a double IPA from Cape May Brewery. The town also has 600 Victorian-area homes and the iconic 164-year-old Cape May Lighthouse, which gives visitors a bird's-eye view of the town. I have yet to go up in the I'll tell you what, walking along the beach in the winter, get bundled up, you know, it doesn't matter. Even after there's some, some ice or whatever, it is amazing. Last time I went up the Lighthouse, Preston, uh, I think I mentioned this on air once, about halfway up outside one of the windows, a massive hornet's nest. And so you get to the that part of the staircase going up, and all you hear is bzzz, and you're looking out the window, you're like, wow. dear God, I hope they don't get in. And then it got Wait so... Wait a second, that's Nick McElroy. <laughs> it got so bad uh, that they had to close the stairwell. So I don't know. Wow. Yeah, oh, they, they, because they started getting inside as people were walking up the damn staircase to get to the top. Okay. Get rid of the hornets, man. Yeah. Uh, real quick, I'll, I'll just name the other ones just to give you yeah. these, and we won't they expand on these because I want to go to... Well, one of them is in Hawaii, uh, uh, and it's just right, behind... That doesn't the, suck. Uh, uh, Iwa on uh, Oahu. But the w- winter in Hawaii still. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's pretty <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, third place is Revere Beach. Oh, so uh, so Cape May is number one. Hey! It's not just the first one. It's number one. number one. In third place is Revere Beach, which is five miles north of Boston. The fourth beach is one of the most famous ones on the list because it is from, it's the same one where the Goonies and Kindergarten Cop oh. were shot, Cannon Beach in Oregon. So yeah, yeah that whole, that that, that coastline gorgeous. is gorgeous. Uh, if you've ever been to, even down, you know, south from uh, Big Sur, uh, it's amazing. Uh, number five is uh, California's Laguna Beach. Oh. Uh, number six is Atlantic Beach, and it is in South Carolina. Not familiar with that. Uh, and then the last place, uh, St. Augustine Beach in FLA, by the way. So, but uh, Cape May. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you've never, if you've lived in this area all your life, you've never been to Cape May, you should go there. Yeah. It's on the way to Cape May. It's really, it's so pretty. Any time of day. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't really know. Larry. On the way to Cape May. All right. But now we know it's a great visit in the winter. Uh, do I have time season. for one more? You do. Uh, All right, one more. <laughs> I just jumped in, Case. I served you there. Do we? All right. Uh, I'm going to mention, then this is a quick one, and uh, this is for Kathy. Kathy, there's something called Swedish death cleaning. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> it's a method of organizing and decluttering your home before you die to lessen the burden on your loved ones oh. after you've passed. Okay. 
Uh, and it's wow. usually practiced by order uh, by older people who are battling a terminal. Or, oh, I'm sorry, by older people or those battling a terminal illness. Swedish death cleaning. So you're, the idea is to get rid of your, relieve the burden of people who are going to have to come in and clean up after you. Yourself. Yeah. So and, it's and, a more refined version of a shovel buddy. And like your collections uh-huh. and things that are like. I'm the only one that gets anything out of this. Ah. I'm going to get rid of it before I leave it behind for my uh, heirs to deal with. So I shouldn't leave my Beanie Babies in the tub. Uh, <laughs> and your tub of Barbies. And my tub of Barbies. Um, my aunt just passed away, and she organized everything. And she had, um, like, she was an artist, so she had a lot of paintings and, and drawings and things and, and writing. She was a poet. Uh, she put people's names on the back of them. So when we took them off, it was, that's who it was no to go way. to. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. When do you think she did that in her life? I don't know. We wow. don't know when she did it. That's but very she, thoughtful. Yeah, she labeled. Because when her husband passed away, um, people, there were a couple people that argued over uh, a painting that he had done as well. Right. So she was like, uh, okay. And my mom ended up with that painting, by the way. <laughs> but, um, so she, I get, my thought is, is that she was not going to let people fight over her okay, stuff. Sure. And so she labeled it. Yeah. You. Now, I remember when my grandfather died, uh, we kind of, we went out to his shed with all his, uh, tools and stuff like that. And, uh, my dad and the other brothers were picking things out and they were kind of, we're squabbling a little bit over, you know, I want this, I want that. Uh, so if you've already got plans for that, just avoids that Right, that garbage, it really does. You know? Why pass on that, that uh, tumult? Um, but the person who wrote this article thought that maybe you don't need to start late in life or when you get sick to Swedish death clean. Uh, and they recommend the age around 47. Well, that's a little oh, cynical. Yeah. Stop accumulating stuff and instead start shedding what you have. That's yeah, but this you know what? person's at, personal opinion. At 47, you'll shed and then you'll... you'll Buy a whole bunch of new stuff. You'll yeah, gather more. Yeah. Totally. You'll have, you'll have to do it again. Totally new Beanie Babies. Yeah, you'll find a new thing to, to get caught up in. But I had never heard of that term before. Yeah, Swedish me neither. Death clean. All right, um, that's it. We're going to close it up. That was the junk drawer. Rest is closing up the junk drawer. There's nothing left here in the junk drawer. Until next time, that was the junk drawer. All righty. Thank you, Kyle, for my theme song, too. We do need to take a break, but let's give something away while we can. Uh, Casey Boy has got an event coming up, and it is a screening. I have complimentary uh, concessions and tickets for an advanced screening of Netflix's newest comedy, Old Dads. Huh. Uh, it's coming on uh, coming up on Monday the 16th. It's the Bill Burr movie, is it not? Uh, at uh, 7 p.m. at uh, the Bryn Mawr Film Institute. Casey is hosting it, yes, and Bill Burr's direct debut. It's available on October 20th, so we'll take uh, caller number uh, 12 at 215-263-WMMR, and you will be good to go. Give us a buzz. We'll be back in a moment. We have the B-File. We have Crumb Bum Cash. We have our Friday song and all its glory. Stay with us. Is your phone an app hole? You know, full of useless apps taking up space. Well, get rid of them and get the WMMR app. You can listen to us wherever you go, get important alerts, and so much more. Because, after all, the world needs less apples. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Now, back Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopinAndWinGame.com. 
Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. More of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We got just a moment before the uh, crumbum cash. I wanted to give a little butt plug real quick if I can. Uh, guy, I know Dave Shalcross Cross asked me to mention this. Um, and it's a veteran friend of his is up for a an award and his his service dog. Ah. Um, Excuse me, I just ate a hamburger. <laughs> Do you want to swallow a little bit more? Uh, Purina is who's putting this on, and uh, so he would like to ask you to vote for the dog Feelin. P H E L A N is how you spell that. And Nothing more than feeling. Yeah, feelings. Whoa, 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 feelings. <laughs> uh, no, this is a uh, buddy of his who is a veteran, and he's a runner-up in this contest for his canine assistance dog. Um, so just wanted to pass that along. You go to the Purina site or dogchowveterans.com. That's and great. vote for feeling. Feeling is his standout skills are uh, walking, push, anger, de-escalation, and nightmare interruption. Oh. Uh, so for veterans. Yeah, uh, those PTSD are and absolutely like necessary, yeah. Yeah, so uh, what is this? More than a feeling. <laughs> Uh, and his handler is uh, uh, Harold Siegfried, uh, and he is a uh, Army veteran. So wanted to pass that along for Dave. Uh, we need to do this because it is now time. 93.3 WMMR, Philadelphia. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. And the word is correct. C-O-R-R-E-C-T. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways for you to do it. You can do it through WMMR.com, via the MMR app, or you can text it to the special contest short code number we have set up, which is 45911. One random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest, and each winner gets a call from Beasley. So make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. And we thank our sponsor. Sponsor Horizon Services for this as well. So let me give you that uh, word again. It's correct. C O R R E C T. Make sure you enter that now. We call upon the powers of Froggy to bring us into Friday. Here we go. Steve's Bizarre. 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 Bizarre.
brought to you by J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. Got junk and want it gone, then you want uh, J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling. If you're doing Swedish death cleaning. Absolutely. Uh-huh. They're perfect, perfect. for that. Veteran and military, family owned and operated. Visit J-Dog Junk Removal, RDSC.com. That's J-Dog Junk Removal, RDSC.com. Listen to this. A man accused of stalking a woman from the sky for years is now facing charges for the act. Michael Arnold, a 65-year-old pilot, was arrested Tuesday as he was driving into William H. Moore State Airport in Bennington, Vermont. That's where police say he would fly out a small plane to travel roughly 30 miles to a small town in New York where the woman lived. Arnold was served a temporary order of protection from a New York court in May, which banned him from flying any aircraft while the order was in effect. He had previously been arrested for using a small plane, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, a small plane to fly at low altitudes to stalk the same woman in her hometown of uh, Schuylerville, New York. So he would fly over the town or fly over her home or all of that? I guess he was kind of buzzing her house or something oh, like man. that. Uh, the FBI have been investigating his repeated attempts to stalk and harass the woman both on the ground and in the air since 2019. That's committed. And uh, should, he should be committed. But uh, just days ago, reports uh, tracked Arnold flying his 1976 Cessna 180 single-engine uh, plane <laughs> heading west uh, toward New York, defying the order banning him from uh, flying and establishing uh, cause for the arrest. Uh, police charged Arnold with aggravated stalking, impeding, uh, providing false information, uh, to a police officer resisting arrest, posted five thousand dollars bail, scheduled to appear in court. By the way, should have had a helicopter. There was a <laughs> there was a there was a uh, a weatherman in St. Louis that was a an same sort of pilot, deal? and oh. he he was buzzing this gal's house. Oh wow. yes, and he ended up committing suicide <sighs> by crashing his plane so into the ground. When when all of this came to light, he was that far gone. Uh, yeah, wow, and, and it all came to light, and wow. the, the radio station. I was working for the morning show. Yeah, had the girl on, and she was telling the whole story about him stalking oh, her. Man. And like the next day, he took his plane up straight down into the ground. That's insane. Pretty wild. Yeah, we should do that. Shut no, no we <laughs> no. should not. Do that. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, the wrong takeaway from that story. We should yeah. do that. <laughs> Police are searching for a missing monkey in an East Indianapolis neighborhood that may have injured some people. Fernando! Police said they've received reports of minor injuries that were inflicted by the monkey, though would not confirm if the monkey had bitten anyone. The department tweeted a photo of the monkey that they're searching for. Around 10 p.m. on Wednesday, the monkey named Momo was last seen at the en- oh. entrance of the neighborhood Honestly. where a search is occurring. He's been captured. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, I have an update right. okay. on it. When uh, you post a picture, like a wanted monkey, uh, you know... All monkeys look pretty pretty much the same. Uh, police did not know. Oh, that monkey wears a monocle. When the yeah. sighting happened, an officer at the scene said the monkey escaped from a house about a half mile from where the search was taking place. Someone at some point saw the monkey drinking a beer. Wow, man. He fished it out of, the, of beer? out of a trash can. It did not was say. Was it a gold monkey from uh, Victory? Or that no? would be apropos. Okay. Dude, yeah. you know how that monkey gets when he drinks. Yeah. Hey, Marissa, I will give you $5 if you can find this clip for me before the end of this story. It is a clip of Bruce Buffer on The Letterman Show just yelling, Monkey! 
Okay. All right, cool. By I the end that. of this story. At the end of this story, $5. A zoo spokesperson said that it was a uh, patas monkey, which is commonly found on the grasslands of Africa. They typically stand 16 to 30 inches tall with the shoulders when standing on all fours and are well known as the fastest primate on land. Is that right? How fast do they go? Capable of running over 30 miles an hour. Whoa. It's crazy. Yeah, those things haul ass. So they had said that, yes. A very fast monkey. Uh, they, they had told people not to approach it, but... Uh, it doesn't matter. I can run. Immediately let a professional deal with it. So apparently they've caught the monkey now. All right. Monkey! That she is gets, how fast. Let's see the five bucks. Like, are you really? <laughs> I'm not sure she's going to get it. Operates. Five That's, bucks. I, I, I said it. I All said right. it, Nick. We'll give her five dollars. <laughs> An 11-year-old boy has been arrested after shooting a pair of 13-year-olds uh, after a fight at a football practice in Central Florida. This is our messed up story of the bizarre file. Mm-hmm. After a physical fight, the attacker retrieved a gun from his mother's car and fired a single shot. Both victims were stable after being hit by the same bullet. One was struck in the arm and the other in the torso requiring surgery. The boy faces a charge of attempted second-degree murder. Yeah. Some adults would also uh, also be charged as the firearm was not properly stored in a locked box. Uh, the police chief, uh, Mike McKinley, said we shouldn't have 11-year-olds who have access to guns and think that they can resolve a dispute with a firearm. Uh, McKinley said similar shootings were happening way too often and that the children managing to get their hands on your firearms appear to be getting younger every day. By the way, I saw a follow-up story to this. The kid may have been bullied uh, and you don't want to hear that either, no, obviously. No. These are two terrible things that it's are taking place. all over the place. Uh, it was not clear what led to the initial altercation in this particular story, which occurred during a Pop Warner football practice. Uh, so, yeah, that's a terrible story. All right, how about this one? A strange event kicked off mating season for 3,000 crocodiles in Australia, and the event was a low-flying military helicopter. Oh, that'll turn them on. It actually does, Steve. Does it because of the... Well... John Lever of the uh, Karana Crocodile Farm said the males were sent into a frenzy. You folks ever see a crocodile boner? When You're the, about to. When the Chinook helicopter flew over the farm. He said wow. all, all the big males got up and roared and bellowed up at the sky. Dude, I'd love to see that. And then after the helicopters left, he said they mated like mad. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, researcher Cameron Baker said the sound of the chopper. What were you going to say? What did you think that... Uh, the, the sound. Basically, it was the 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 um, the vibration. So the sound of the chopper, so the subsonic vibration, may have been similar to the call of a competing male. Ah, so they figured they better get in and start boning before they uh, they miss out, which could have prompted the crocodiles to take action. Isn't that weird? Is that that's an orgy you would not want to be involved with? No, as maybe as a as a cock, yeah, or, or yeah. something like I'll that. I'll just watch. I'll watch. I'll just take <laughs> right, uh, alligators. You do it. I got my a little of my phone. I'll record you having sex. Yeah. And then humiliate me when you get a chance. <laughs> oh, you're a humiliation, I'm a humiliation cuck. cuck. I had no idea. Tell me I have a small peepee. Okay. Uh, you have a small peepee. Yeah, no, that's how you do it. All right. Uh, so that's uh, the last story in the Bizarre File. And you still have a handful of minutes left. you got about five minutes left to enter the word correct. That is our crumbum cash keyword. So the word is correct. C-O-R-R-E-C-T. We want you to enter that now because we want you to win $1,000. And it's courtesy of Horizon Services. So make sure that you do that. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Joe List yeah. is going to be performing at uh, Helium this weekend. Awesome. He's going to be in our studio. So we'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR is cuckoo for food. Uh, food fighters, that is. 
tickets to see the Foo Fighters Everything or Nothing at All Tour with the Hives at Hershey Park Stadium July 23rd. Tickets go on sale today at 10 a.m. But you can listen to Pierre all this week for your shot at free tickets. Plus, this weekend, we're kicking it into Foo King High Gear with a Foo King ton of Foo tunes and more free tickets up for grabs. MMR VIPs, get the Foo over to WMMR.com for an extra chance to win. From the station that's crazy for Foo and terrible puns. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. A couple of quick shout outs before we welcome yes. our next guest. Uh, this I got um, an email from uh, Rob the Disney Artist. Rob the Disney Artist, you remember him? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. So Rob uh, is actually a an animator for uh, uh, for Disney, and uh, we met him uh, down at uh, spring training before. Right, and he wrote to me and he said, uh, "Can I get a shout out for my amazing wife uh, Emily Farrell? I'm not sure it's Farrell or Farrell, uh, but he says we're currently driving to Panama City Beach, Florida, where she'd be selling handmade custom jewelry in her own booth for the first time Ooh. at a pirate." Renaissance Fair. Uh, super nice. She's very nervous, and I hope a shout-out will help her nerves. Uh, he, her company is called Octopod Training Company, <laughs> and her pirate name is Lady Red. And, and he said this Tuesday will be an eight-year wedding anniversary. So the, the, this apparently is one of the biggest pirate conventions. It is? Yeah, because it was on the news last night. Did not know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So he wants a shout-out. So <laughs> that's to uh, Rob and his wife, Emily, who, yes, will they will be in Clearwater for uh, spring training next year, and hopefully we will see them there. And then, Casey, you wanted to hit one real quick? Yeah, you know what? I had a really great time at my event last night. It was a Thursday night kickoff with uh, Bud, Bud Light, and uh, I, I had such a great time. I talked to pretty much every single person at the bar. We were at Saloon 151. This guy I ended up running into, the guy named Scott, it turns out like his grandmother grew up one street, and I know his whole family. I know his mom and stuff. So I ended up hanging out and talking to Scott and his wife, Christina, for a little while. And I wanted to give a shout, or shout out to uh, Scott, Denise, that's Denise Moftano, and uh, the whole team over at CCI and Folsom. And CCI is a compliance consultant incorporated. So there's a shout out to you guys. Excellent. All right. Our guest is here. He's in the studio. He's ready to go. Performing at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. And let me see here. Saturday, 730 shows sold out. Yeah, it is. Uh, well, the other ones might, too, so make sure you get them at HeliumComedy.com. We're happy to bring back to Philadelphia, Joe List. Yeah. Hey. Oh, thanks, everybody. <laughs> How Boy. you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. It. Nice to see you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. When'd you get in? Uh, yesterday, around four-ish. Beautiful day here. The weather was just perfect yesterday and the day before, so you came at the right time. Did you get out and see or do anything? I or? did absolutely nothing. No, but yeah. I was a lot of, but it was good driving weather too. Yeah. And then uh, got here, and I've seen it all. Here. <laughs> I'm sure you. <laughs> but have. I just heard last night someone told me about this Wissacosset Wissacock. Wait, who? Wissahickon? Wissahickon. Yeah. There it is. Yes. <laughs> the park. Did I just, yeah. did I just, just get us fine you trying to pronounce <laughs> you, you, you just talked about an Indian penis. Uh, yeah. no, no. Native American. I'm sorry. God, I hope I didn't just get no, you guys in trouble for trying is it, It's a beautiful uh, trail and park to walk if you want to do it. Yeah, I'm a big nature-y guy. I like oh, to run. You know, I like walking. I, I don't even, these people, I don't even think they were fans. I think they just randomly were like, They wanted you to like go to the woods. Yeah. You seem like you shouldn't be downtown, but. What's it? It's right here. I mean, yeah. you, you can access the the, the walking trail. Right I hike here. it all the yeah. time. Yeah. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go there if you guys want to see it during the day. There's some trails around here that go for like 
30 miles. I mean, there's plenty yeah. of good stuff you to can get run out and experience. From, yeah, okay. you could run from Philadelphia to Valley Forge yep. like easily. You know, the, You'll you die. To, yeah, but you, yeah. yeah, but it's called the Schuylkill River Trail, and it goes from Center City all the way down to like miles and miles away. Yeah. All right, I'm on it. Yeah. And, and if you don't get mugged on a portion of it, you'll be good. You yeah. won't be able Do we to get mugged there, too? That's why I'm going there. Yeah. I'm trying to avoid getting mugged. <laughs> Are you an outdoorsy dude? I like the outdoors. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a city guy, but I like to go. I mean, I don't can I don't like to camp. I mean, I like to camp, but then I want to go into my I like a fire and hiking and walking, and I like a home right. with heat and air conditioning. <laughs> you, can, you can come and, camping with Steve yeah. and I. That's a, that, we need to shower in a bathroom. Yeah, I'm a, big, I'm a big shower and <laughs> poop with a ceiling. Kind oh, of with guy. Hassel, you have to have a ceiling. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But have you done the camping experience? I have, yeah, many times. I mean, okay. several times. And I would take like Tylenol PM and like, you know, drink chamomile tea and still not sleep. I went camping with. Uh, uh, Robert Kelly and Ari Shafir. I'm oh sure you guys know those guys. Yep. Three of us. And, well, I um, can see Ari doing it. Uh, Robert Kelly, not so much. Well, I don't know. Oh. the right drugs and you're going to have a good time. <laughs> don't say that to Robert. He's very serious about camping. He's yeah. got all the tools. I'm and surprised. The, he, you open his shed and it's just camping oh, stuff. Wow. You were, you were, were you recording when you did this? Was this, like, was this a... Uh, yeah, we did some podcast stuff. Yeah, and it was the, very, yeah I remember this. The yeah. Bushcraft Party Boys, we called ourselves. <laughs> we did it twice. Where'd you go? Um, I don't know, Bob. <laughs> He said it all up. Bear Lake or Bear Cavern. I don't know. Bear <laughs> something. Bear. What state are you in? Oh, New York. Okay. Upstate New York. Yeah. And right. then um, what happened was there was like coyotes or I think it was coyotes, yeah. which I always thought were like, Arr! but yeah. they're not like No, that. that's a wolf. Yeah. 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 These were like. <laughs> it was like, it sounded like babies being yeah. burned. Oh, yeah. That, that might have yeah. been foxes. Foxes scream. Yeah, this was screamy. Yeah. And uh, I felt like Vern in Stand By Me. Remember that oh, yeah. scene with the, with the gun? <laughs> My favorite movie. It was yeah. like horrifying. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I never did that again. Dude, there's one of them, I, and it might be the, the coyote, um, when they're mating, they it literally sounds like a woman being No, that's the fox. fox. Yeah, and I yeah. have audio of it. it we, it's terrifying. Yep, we have them out Screaming. by my house. Yeah. You'll, you'll hear, ah! ah! Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's crazy. Like. It's a fox, Those and that's, that's their mating call. That is the woman fox saying, hey, come and get it, because yeah. uh, oh. I'm ready for you. And I had it happen in my backyard, and I heard the screaming. And, and you ran I, right out. Well, no, no, and then I looked, <laughs> and I saw it, and they were stuck together. So the female fox was trying to run away, and she had the male fox stuck in her. In her. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. That actually happens with a number of, of dogs. It'll happen the same thing with dogs. That there is a there is a curl that occurs that locks the um, the uh, conquest in place until. Wow. The, in fact, it, um, yeah, it's it's kind of funny in a bizarre way to watch it happen. Sure. Thank, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't have that. <laughs> no, I don't have one of those. Either. Right. Nice, <laughs> nice, easy dismount. So, Joe, I'm um, I'm a huge fan of yours. Oh, and, thank you. I yeah, appreciate it. And uh, and. Uh, uh, you know, I just, I don't know where, maybe I discovered you on like the stand-ups or something like that, but I've, I've really uh, come to enjoy your style of stand-up. And so you, you you have a new special that's uh, available on, on YouTube now. You uh, I think you released it at the end of the summer. Yes. I made the mistake of watching it with my children. Oh, boy. And I had to turn it off. Oh, so, geez. Sorry, yeah, everybody. Yeah, well, no, 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 no. Don't apologize to me. I should have known better. It's not like I didn't know, 
your material, but uh, I mean, you hit the ground running like right away. But I, I, I really enjoy it, and I, I urge anybody listening right now, if you haven't checked it out yet, go to YouTube, check out uh, Joe's brand new special. Yeah, uh, please. It's, it's really, really enough good. for everybody. Oh, yes, yeah, enough for everybody. Yeah, there's three of them on there, and I'm not doing any of those jokes on the shows. So watch them, and if you don't like them, come to the shows this <laughs> right. weekend. It's going to be totally different than that. Well, the truth of the matter is, is that we we talk about this all the time. Is that is that that's you know that's your um, uh, you've that's at the end of the run of perfecting the material. We were just talking to a number of comedians about this and that process, and then you kind of let it go. When you're out touring, you're always working on new material, right? right? And that's part of the deal. So, uh, but but I mean, you like the YouTube route? Everyone's raving about being able to have ownership of their own stuff through YouTube and, and doing it that way. And and uh, you know, it, it, was that a blessing for you to be able to do it this way? Yeah, I've been loving it, and it's nice because you don't have to pitch to anybody, and then the old days you'd have to audition, not audition, or, or show them the material and then go, well, we don't like that, but you can do this or whatever, and now you just put it up yourself. Now, I will say, I did get demonetized on this one. Did I, you? Yeah, I used one word that uh, they, they called a nuclear bomb word. Um, is, so, is, it the, uh, is it the R word? No, no, although I did use that word, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so no, it's, it's, I'm, uh, I'm surprised at how, and, and how bizarrely arbitrary it seems with how they um, enforce that. Like, I'll see things, I'm like, surely that's going to get dinged, and you'll see they're still, you know, able to, to monetize the site. And I'm like, how are they getting away with it? And uh-huh. then... I mean, had you been flagged before? No, and uh, it was out for like several days before it happened. And then it, it just became, it still has some monetization, but, but less. And I think it affects the can algorithm. You, can so. you fight it? Or is there any? We tried to fight it. We even offered to take it down and then mute the word and then re-upload it. And they weren't biting. And they just said, no, you can't do that either. So that's a little annoying. But um, it's still great. And now there's like a new website that's called Punch Up Live. And... Uh, um, I think that might be the future where all you have to do is put your email in. And so the comedians get the emails and it's still free and there's no restrictions. So oh, I might go that route. That's instead. cool. And that's that's cool. available now, too. You can watch it on there. It used to be the case where anytime you'd go and do late, like late night appearance or I, maybe it still is. If you go do a, sh- a show, um, you'd have to submit your act in writing for them to review. But yeah. Did you have to go through that process at any point? No, not with YouTube. But yeah, that was a nightmare. I remember yeah. doing that for Letterman and stuff. I remember when I first did, I only did Letterman once. I did it in the last year he was around and I had all these jokes where I was making fun of McDonald's and they were like, we love those jokes. We want them in there. And then I said, I was like, are you sure I can just make fun of McDonald's on the show? And they were like, of course, we love it. And it was like a year long process. And they were like, well, we just talked to our advertisers. You can't make fun of McDonald's. But I'm like, that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you were trying to head like, it off the How the hell did I know that better than you? But yeah, those were really uh, tough and finicky or whatever. So now with YouTube and everything, it's, it's great. Yeah, it, it, there's a whole bunch bunch of opportunity out there that did not exist and you know does that come with pitfalls though i mean when you have now you have this newfound sort of latitude and freedom uh is is it a blessing and a curse in any way is there a downside to it well you're competing with so much i remember wikipedia had some stat about youtube there's like five hundred thousand videos uploaded a day or something like that yeah the the bulk of content now with the problem when anyone can do it i assume is that anyone can do it exactly 
exactly. Yeah. I'm like, I'm now, com- you used to compete with the other comedians. Now you're competing with, like, my niece. Yeah, like, right. she's got, she's eating pie with no hands and has 350,000 videos or views or whatever. Right. right. So are we, you know, and that's the weird thing. is like our show's not just competing with other radio stations anymore. In fact, it's competing with Joe List and it's competing with anything that's in, that draws your attention. It's every content, everywhere, every streaming platform that you can possibly think of. Yeah, that's hard. And then the algorithm changes and so we're all kind of like slaves to the algorithm now and people are like, put on, change the thumbnail or put your butt on the thumb or say this word. And you're like, I don't know how to do any of that. So that stuff is frustrating. And another downside is I did a Netflix half hour special in 2018. And they gave me $100,000 to do it. And my YouTube hour special cost me $10,000. So there's like a $110,000 swing. Uh, right. Yeah. And so you got to win your own. So that, that part's hard. You have to put the money up front. So that's a little tricky. Yeah, no, that's yeah. true. The Netflix special was great, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate and, uh, it. Um, your new special, uh, which I have yet to see, but uh, in the sort of synopsis, you address your, um, what you say, it says here, your unattractive face. <laughs> I have always thought you bury a fairly decent um, resemblance to Elvis Costello. Do you ever get that? Uh, I mean, I'll take it. Well, yeah, my yeah, last yeah. special, by the way, it's funny you say that. My, when I did Letterman, Elvis Costello was the guest. It was supposed to be Lana Del Rey, who at the time I had never heard of, and I've still never really listened to her music. No disrespect <laughs> to her. But then they changed to Elvis Costello, who's one of my favorite uh, musicians ever. That's cool. And my last special was called This Year's Material, which people took as very like, oh, look at your ego. You have a new special every year. And I was like, like, it was a playoff of this year's model, uh-huh. Elvis Costello album. We were going to recreate the album cover, and then uh, I just never did the photo. So yeah. it doesn't sync up. <laughs> so it's supposed to be like a tribute to Costello, and nobody got it. They just and, think uh, you're a pompous ass. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, no, no, it's Elvis Costello. But you don't, you don't know. I wasn't. No, the more you explain it, the, the deeper yeah. in the hole you get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the, the bit on the special was, and this is a true story, I was at a girls' basketball game when I was in high school, and I was like a, a cheerleader kind of guy. I was like a school spirit guy and I would get all these chants going and uh, the girl from the other school started chanting, you are ugly. <laughs> and then I thought my whole school would chant back, no, he isn't. <laughs> but instead they chanted, so are you. <laughs> Which was fun because they nailed her but they kind of confirmed fun. that <laughs> I, yeah. like my whole school was like, for sure, he's we're, ugly. We're but not also, disavowing. Yeah. yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I think everyone I've ever met just confirmed my unattractiveness. <laughs> In unison. <laughs> it was extremely hurtful. It's yeah. not good. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then I had to join. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah so are you. We're both ugly. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty brutal. There's no way to win on that. No. Yeah, yeah. So in your special, and, and I, it didn't even dawn on me until this morning, because in the special you talk about your wife and uh, and how she's not funny, and uh, she's a stand-up com- comedian. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and I was like, wait a second, because that's where I first discovered you guys. I, I can't remember the name of the game show, but you guys were on stage together burning each other. Yes. What was the name of that? Roast Battle. Conversational Roast, Roast Battle. Which, by the way, I said she's not fun. I didn't say she's That's not what funny. Was, yes. what Very was. funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's actually with me on the show. She's featuring this oh, weekend. Nice. Oh, and she's great. extremely pregnant. We're having a baby in th- less than three weeks now. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So she's on stage with my son with her. Your first? 
First, yeah. His foot is like exposed. You, you gotta... <laughs> His foot is literally out of her vagina. Wow. Um, so, so, so uh, what, 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 it, what sort of trepidation? I, I, have, I don't have kids. Everyone else here does. Uh, I, all the, you know, angst and everything. Is that all true that we hear? And the, the joy and the, the conflicted emotions? Are you going through all that? Yeah, I mean, I'm terrified. I, I don't know what to do. I, I, I might leave. I might leave before he <laughs> you comes. Might, you might abandon him. Uh, um, abandon him before you can disappoint him. It's, uh, it's a lot. It's scary. It's exciting. And we're moving right now. We just moved upstairs at our apartment to like a, a bigger apartment. And uh, my friend said it before. He's like, if you're moving upstairs or a thousand miles, it's the same thing. Yeah. And uh, I was like, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. And it's a nightmare. All of our <laughs> stuff thing. is on the floor. And yeah. just the shoes everywhere. I can't find anything. Right. Perfect and, time um, to move right yeah. before. Oh, when, you, yeah. when you're moving upstairs, do you even hire movers or do you have to do it all yourself? I got my buddy to come who's a comic and used to be a mover. That was his day gig. So he knew how to swing and hook stuff and he has muscles and everything. You're in, so. where, where are you living now? You're in Astoria, Queens, okay, New so York. Yeah. Big J would be a good call. He's he's big enough to move. Oh, he's on drugs. <laughs> he's not going to help me. He's not walking up steps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, is there an elevator? No, no. It's all stairs. And we got the, the oh. physical <laughs> moving was pretty easy. I mean, yeah. like it's a couch and a, and a thing. That part was easy. My forearms are sore, you know, but it's once you're there and you're like uh, trying to f- figure out where everything goes. Dude, you're going to have to lug that Get up and down the stairs too. Think I know about that, and then there, you know, if you forget something, you got to go back up with it. It's going to be fun. I know strollers and all that. We also yeah. didn't think about because we're idiots. We just needed the extra space, and we needed the extra space anyways. But we used to be in the back, and now we're in the front, and it's three hundred times louder. Every car goes oh, by. Oh, yeah. There's a lady with a leaf blower yesterday. <laughs> I was literally screaming out the window. I'm like, I'm that guy. I'm the New York guy. It's like, <laughs> it was like we're in the eighth, and I was like, that's an eleven a.m. job. <laughs> and the woman was like. And she didn't do it consistent either. It was like, oh, I hate that. It's yeah. like a dentist drill. <laughs> if exactly. Just, if it's running all the time, it can become like white noise in the yeah, background or right. something like that. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, it's 840. I'm like, come on. And in New York, it's not like your one neighbor is annoyed. I'm uh-huh. like, there's like 50,000 of us that can hear this. <laughs> no, it's a nightmare. I'm going to move to New Jersey at I'm, some point. Are you? Yeah. I'm thinking of that movie. Did you ever see Quick Change? Because uh, it's set in New York with Bill Murray and they're just Randy these people Quaid. going like, shut up! Shut up! Just oh. People just yelling out their windows at each other to shut up. I don't remember. Is that 80s? Yeah, uh, that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late 80s. 80s or early 90s. Maybe like... Oh, you know, yeah, it's see. around that era. Oh, wow. I don't remember that movie. Yeah, um, I know. Right. I'm a big Murray guy. All right. So how uh, do, the, do your parents live in New York as well or hers? No. No, no, no okay. we have no help whatsoever. Wow. <laughs> man, man, you're going no, the hardest way possible. Same routine here. My yeah. wife and I, no family in this area. Just the two of us. Baby, we have three now and they're adults, but... Uh, yeah, at that time, it's like we have no backup plan. But you did have a dog crate that you could use. Right, yeah, yeah, if yeah. we really got desperate. <laughs> well, we have, we live, our building is all comics. Sarah, my wife's sister does live a few blocks away, I have okay. to say. But, right. uh, so we have a sister there, and my family's in Massachusetts, so they're not... That far. Crazy far if something really happened. Who's, but, the, who's the most reliable comedian you would let watch your child while you left? <laughs> Boy, that is a great question. Um, it's a tough gang out there. Kelly? Um, yeah, maybe Bob, but he lives far away, too, and uh, he scares me. Um, <laughs> Ari has a, you know, a... a, a 
partner who's very sweet and I think will be cute. Ari's something. But then Ari will be, you know, microdosing our child. And <laughs> you can't do I don't that. know. It's tough. There's a, there's a couple of comics that live downstairs. Steve Rogers and Caitlin Palufo who are very, very funny. Okay. Very sweet. And uh, they'll be they'll be helpful, I See, think. Steve Rogers, I just I can't help but think of Captain America. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. Got, he's got a lot of bits about it. Which is so I'm not a comic book guy, so he does all these bits. And I'm like, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I think it'll be good. I have a lot of friends, of course, and, um, and, and I think it'll be okay. Do you, do you assess as you, as you, while you're leading up to the to the uh, to the magical day? Have you been? I mean, you know, what kind of? You have to be asking yourself, what kind of father am I going to be? And and you know, do you think you have the right skill set? I I always remind people who who and I, I, it's easy for me to talk having never had kids, but to say, think of all the people who are who are you know you would never expect like. To, uh, you know, to have kids, and and Kevin Federline turns out to be a good father. Yeah, I think that, that there's a lot of people I look at them like if they did it, I can right. do it. But I think so. I have um, nieces and nephews, and they're very my, my best friends' kids. I uh, take care of a lot, and they call me Funkle Joe, and I have a great time. And everyone's <laughs> always telling me you're a, you'll be a great dad. You That's figure cool. it out. Like no one really knows anything, yeah. and you just figure it out. What yeah. What are you tired of hearing from uh, parents who have kids? And you let they find out that you've got one on the way, and they'll throw some kind of little nugget at you. They, I, a lot of people do like we'll, we'll see. They, I think I think parents <laughs> like to ask you your thoughts, yeah, just so they can go okay. <laughs> like they just love oh, that's it. That's adorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that thing. And it's so condescending, and I can't wait to condescend to people. And people also love to tell you that you have no understanding of what love means. There you go. Yeah, that's until you thing. have a like, child, you've never until, felt love. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know. I love things. Come on. I like Pearl Jam and Seinfeld. I get it. I get it. So, so is that kind of like the, the new parent hazing? Is that what they, is it that you, do? Uh, you, oh, you don't know what you're in for. That's what it feels like. And people like, I, I have another friend who's like, I can't even hang out with non-parents because they don't even understand <laughs> life. And I'm like, I feel like there's a lot of very wise people that don't have children. Right. Perhaps the wisest people don't have children. <laughs> Uh, but I, I'm I'm, I'm going to turn into one of those people immediately, I'm sure. I'm going to be like, you don't get it. You wouldn't know love. And I, I also am curious, because I've always been, fr- I tried to do this as a bit, and it bombed yeah. so hard that maybe I'm like completely wrong. But like, everyone's always like, I can't watch a film where a child is hurt. Yeah. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? It's a movie. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. And so uh, I'm curious to see when I have this baby, if I can still watch Manchester by the Sea or whatever, or Gone Girl. <laughs> oh my God. Because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. No, I love Schindler's List. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm it's a great friends movie. with many Jews. I've yeah. watched Schindler's List many times. I get it. Yeah, you know, they, I'm they like... children in that movie? Yes. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I can watch... Uh, but then I'm like, maybe not. Maybe yeah. I'll have a baby and be like, oh, turn it off. It, it, it's funny because there is... And, uh, you know, like if you're a, a, like a pet person or whatever, you, you know, it, it, I, I hate seeing animals get killed in a movie because it's such a go-to trope in like horror movies. Right. You know, the dog got killed. It must be a ghost or a demon in that. Sure. So, uh, but there's an actual website called Does the Dog Die that you can check. Before. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I don't know, Joe. Like, I think sometimes movies like that have turned me into a softie. When I think about the movie, if I watched uh, the movie Inside Out before my son was born, oh, I, I would have been like, oh, this is a really cool animated movie. Toy Story's great. And then you watch it after a kid and like, oh. it just, it, it does, uh, and I'm not trying to be that parent. Joe, you I don't think. understand love. No, you <laughs> it does make you think about some things a little bit differently. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm sure I'll be extra emotional. I've already been like so emotional and my wife there was a because we were moving
thing. I bought these little things. When we were first dating, this little, like, three-by-three-inch little um, paint. It was a painting of a chair. Yeah. There was two of them. And one, it just had a sign that said ghost. It was like an empty chair. And then there was another empty chair that said also a ghost. It was just like a silly right. thing. And I bought them for her when we were dating like three months. And they were in our bathroom. And I guess she was trying to, they were on like double-sided tape. And it broke when she was taking them off. And so she just threw them away. And she was like, oh, I threw those away. It broke. And I just started crying hard, like wow. immediately. And she was like, oh, my God, I'll salvage them. And I was like, that's the first thing I ever bought you. And we had them for 12 years. And she was like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, don't worry about it. And she got them out of the trash. And she's like, here they are. And I was like, fine. So I'm just going to be a mess. I already know. So, can you, can, are, when you watch sit down and watch movies together, and there's like, you know, like uh, an emotional movie, are, are you the first to go? Or does she... Is, she cries at movies a lot more, but I feel like I'm more um, sentimental, but she'll cry at movies a lot. But for me, any movie where like somebody's really rooting for somebody, I feel like I didn't get the support I needed as a child. Uh, <laughs> so like a movie where somebody's really like, Go, buddy! Like, like a sports movie? Sing like Street. Rudy. Oh, Sing Street. Yeah. Sing Street is oh, one of my favorites. Yeah, like yeah. with the older brother being yeah. like, get out of here! Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, well, the song also helps as well. Yeah. yeah. Nice song by the uh, dude from Maroon 5. Yeah, stuff like that. So, yeah, I'm a big, uh, I'm a, I, like, I love a good cry. What's your, go -to, what's your, what's your uh, go to recommendation besides um, Sing Street? What, what really rocks your world when it comes to the, yeah, go? I mean, like, Field of Dreams is another one because I have, like, I'm a big baby. Baseball guy and uh, big father son issues and stuff right. like that. Uh, so that yeah. that will that'll really do it for uh, me. So yesterday I was having a conversation and I have amended my top five baseball movies that I just I want to know what, if you could pick your top five uh, what they might be. It's very difficult. I mean, Major League Bull Durham, Field of Dreams, are sort of a, a chunk and they're so different. But ultimately, Field of Dreams is my favorite because of the sentimentality. But Bull Durham is, I feel like, probably a better. And then Major League is so funny. All right, so those, those are three on mine as well. And then I, uh, the natural, the natural, natural. Uh, my, I've seen it the most. And then recently, the one that I changed, I put on Moneyball because I think Moneyball just nails oh, the no sport Sandlot so well. Guys, come nope. on, this is my Sandlot. Sandlot is yeah. a is a is a is a fun movie. It is not a great movie. It is it is a fun movie. I also, I agree. It's a core movie for a lot of people. It's yeah, my I, number one baseball canon. movie. I know, but you know what I discovered recently that really uh, bummed me out is the Sandlot is Stand by Me light. <laughs> There's so many similarities. It's like a ripoff. Huh? I they're, can see that. They're both. Uh, they both have the big scary dog in the yeah. junkyard. You have to avoid who's not as big and as scary as it turns out. They yeah. both have a, a one of the characters tells a big story that they throw back to with you know Larda. That's and, true, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Forever. And they both have very similar soundtracks. At the end, they both have the characters kind of fade yes. away. Right. They have the narrator, the main character narrator, looking back. The evolution of the characters at the end, too. You find out what happens to them in the future. Yeah, exactly. It's very, very similar. And then they have kind of like a rival gang, gang. group. Huh. Um, I love The Sandlot, but yeah, it's not, um, it didn't hit me like those other ones. I mean, Bull Durham is probably the best filmed and, and, and so well made. yeah uh, it, it has so many moments it, it operates on a uh, it's a romance it's it's a comedy and uh but it, it, it just great cast all yeah. around i know it's considered kind of a chick flick but i like for love of the game yeah I thought costner was great in that yeah. movie yeah. but 
It's you, a different take on the baseball thing. The funny thing with the natural is if you ever read the book, it, the ending is, and I've said this before, it's completely the opposite really? way. He sells out. He strikes yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. He throws the game. Oh, no kidding. And in fact, there's a kid, a fan, who says, don't tell me you didn't do this. What? So, so the ending of the movie with the, you know, the, yeah. which is my preferred ending, yeah. has that, you know, that incredible well, yeah. they, scene. In the script. Uh, they, yeah. yeah, that's the music from that. Randy Newman. Uh, in the script, they stuck to the book, Steve, and then they brought it to Hollywood, and Hollywood was like, no, we're not going to yeah. make a movie this way. And it, it turned I'm out... Glad, I'm glad they did, Me honestly, too. Uh, because that's one of the, the <laughs> iconic scenes. Okay, so uh, Rookie... No, no, not Rookie of the Year I also loved as well with Henry Rowan Gardner. No, what's the one with uh, with Brendan Fraser where uh, he is like... The whale. No, no, not that one. That was a baseball movie. Oh, God. School that's ties? not a baseball movie? Not School Ties, not The Mummy. While you're thinking... Speaking of that, uh, another great movie is The Rookie with Dennis Quaid. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, a, that's yes. a great one. And so. Bad News Bears, we got to throw out. Oh, my God. Oh, God. The, the, the original. Yeah. yeah the Scout. Oh, the Scout. That, it, it, oh, the that Scout. was a fun movie as well. That. So, yeah. yeah what Brandon Frazier is like a two-way player. Like, he, he can throw a 110-mile-per-hour fastball, and every ball he hits is out of the park. Right. But he's also got, like, some... And he's, like, living in, like, Mexico or somewhere in South America, and, and Albert Brooks discovers him, and he brings him out to the United States, but he's just not ready for the prime time yet. And I don't know. It's uh, it, it's a fun okay. movie, yeah. There's All also right. Mr. Baseball with Tom Mr. Stolich. Baseball yeah. is actually good. Good movie. Yeah, and what was fun. the um, Mr. Three Thousand was pretty it. good too yeah. with Bernie Mac. Oh, that's that was right. A pretty, that was a fun movie. You, you know right. what, what's a, what's an inspiration? It's a it's a Brian's. It's sort of like baseball's Brian song. Uh, is uh, bang, bang the, the drum, drum slow. slow? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. De Niro. I never saw that. I heard it's fantastic. De Niro and Michael Moriarty. <clears throat> it is fantastic. Fantastic. Movie. Okay. Yeah. Moneyball rules. Also, I yeah. just love Brad Pitt. That guy could just make out with my mother, and I'd be like, <laughs> Yes. Yeah. You'd be the you would cut your mother. All right. I'm with you. Yeah. And there's a time in life, like like I say, you know, you talk about the the way you look, and like I, you know, I like I, I shrek it out every morning when I look in the mirror, like Jesus Christ. But so at a certain point, I'm like, mm. maybe, maybe the cuck thing could work for me, you know? Sure. <laughs> yeah, you get. Yeah. I mean, if it's Brad Pitt, forget about it. If it's Steve, Brad, it turned it into humiliation. Make out with my mom and tell me I have a small yeah, penis. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you do it. You throw it on. Yeah, it's like Brad. putting Jimmy's on. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, Joe List is in our studio. If you're just tuning in, that is who we're speaking to. And he's playing Helium Comedy Club. Uh, the Saturday night 730 show <laughs> is sold out. you got to love it when your shows sell out, man. That's just got to be the best. Yeah, it's a great feeling. And uh, that's, a, that's a new one for me. And I, I think the Friday early is close, too. I think it was... Um, a lot of tickets It's going to sell out. It's yeah. going to sell out. Go to heliumcomedy.com right now and get your tickets. Yeah, it's a good feeling. I mean, uh, I just, this this year, it's, I've been doing comedy for 58 years. This is the first year I've been selling <laughs> tickets. So, so yeah. this, year's, this is the year it's the, the sellouts have started happening? Yeah, I mean, it's coming going well for a while, but now it's starting to be uh, much better. Uh, is it just pounding the pavement? It's just getting out to every club, playing, meeting people and all that? Or is how much has YouTube and all this stuff? And the podcast. I think yeah. the YouTube has been big. The podcasts have been great. And then, I mean, like, Mark Norman and, and Shane Gillis and these guys and Ari have kind of gone into, like, the stratosphere. And so just my association with them is I'm scooping up all well, their, 
guys are all feeding off of each other. You guys yeah. do each other's podcasts, and and uh, you know, I know as an outsider, like looking in, uh, I, I love to see that camaraderie. And when I see the camaraderie, not just between like the New York based comedians, but the comedians from New York, you know, intermingling with the L A guys. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's really cool. It's we were, really we were talking about not that long ago how much the community has changed. It's been you know thirty years or so, but there was a there was a time where there were rivalries. I mean, well known rivalries. I hate this comedian hates that comedian and would do material on that comedian. And now with podcasts and you guys all, you know, kind of grouping up together, it seems like the community is really mellowed out in that regard and supports each other. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty great and it's just one of those things you put out a special and everyone kind of gets together and goes, I mean, Ari particularly, I mean, we, uh, we're talking about Ari Shafir, like, he is so good about being like, here's, get on this show, here's this guy's email, we gotta do this. He'll like call people in and be like, you gotta promote this person's uh, special great. and we it's all great. take care of each other. Just don't give him your kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember seeing Ari open up for Joe Rogan at Helium years ago and I watched, I was like, this guy's not an opener. This right, guy right. is absolutely a headliner. Yeah, he yeah. was really solid. Like really, really early on. Do you? When do you feel like in your fifty-eight years? When do you really <laughs> feel like you started to hit your stride? Because I, I've I've gone back and I've watched everything uh, from the beginning, and I, I feel like you were. Um, a natural. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. We should detonate a few lights behind you. Uh, well, when I started, folks, <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> no, I feel like I mean I opened for DePaul, Nick DiPaolo for years, and uh, I've, we, I think we just looked it up. Like I looked open for him here in like 2006 at wow. Helium, um, and eventually he was like, "Yeah, I'm just using you because I like hanging out with you." He's like, "It's not fun following you." So that felt like a good <laughs> that's awesome growth. At one point, I was just telling. The story. One time we were here at Helium and I was just featuring for him and I was killing so hard. It was like one of those shows yeah. that just caught fire and I had ordered a pizza in the back and the green room is attached to the stage and he just opened the door into the stage and walked out and put my pizza on the stool <laughs> and just walked out and I was like, what the hell was that? That was weird. And then I came back and I was like, why did you do that? He's like, I don't know. You were killing too hard. I didn't like it. I had to... <laughs> so, yeah. He, and he had a story about years ago at Stitches and Bob. I mean, this is literally 35 years ago, but he was a young kid killing, and I think it was like Kenny Rogerson, who's like an old Boston legend. They locked the door of the green room. So when he finished his set, he couldn't get off stage. <laughs> oh, and they wow. just left him out there. And he's like a 20 year old kid. Uh, but pizzas, yeah, you you love to order pizzas, right? I'm a big pizza guy. I ordered pizza last <laughs> night. My Half my special is about ordering pizza. <laughs> I just it's love a pizza. So Do you to the same type every time, or are you, uh, are you, a, uh, you really like to experiment? No, I'm not a big experiment. I mean, I'll, I'll mix it up a little bit. But now with Uber Eats, the apps, they make it so easy to just hit reorder. It's unbelievably yeah. easy. And so the, the exact thing, it's funny. I said, I'm, uh, I can't get in the car and go get it. I, you know, and then and now you would think I was the whale at home. <laughs> you, you know, and, and they bring it. And it's like, you're right. You just hit that button that you, oh, I, I'm up for that. And it, you, it just lulls you into that sedentary. Yeah, I want it now. Yeah, it's just easy and it's the best. It's fun. Are you? A pizza connoisseur, like uh, you got like this guy, uh, you got like Dave Portnoy, right? Who's come in and now he's like uh, all across the country. He's known as the pizza guy. Does that rub you the wrong way? Because you've been the pizza guy.
guy for a long time, too. I am just, uh, I like a pizza. I think it's fun, but I'm certainly not a connoisseur. I eat almost exclusively cheese pizza. Which just is a regular a, cheese pizza. Yeah. You to me. boring <laughs> son of a bitch. I know, but I have an argument about this. I uh, think, Please give it to me because I support you in that. Yes, I. Th- this is my thing. There's so many people. Everyone likes a cheese slice. Not everyone likes a pepperoni or a pineapple or a ketchup, whatever the hell. <laughs> and this is what happens in my experience. I'm like, I only want cheese. So everyone gets 10 pizzas and half of them have, yep. you know, whatever it is. And everyone goes, ooh, that cheese looks good. And everyone wants Eat one slice cheese. of cheese and they eat one slice of, you know, <laughs> hamburg and mustard or whatever the heck. And then they take my GD pizza and I'm God like, just damn. get cheese. If you get all cheese, no one's mad. If you get all hamburger and pineapple, someone's going to be like this. What the hell is this? Why is that? When everyone does that on, on, on that pizza ordering and they say they want the particular pizza, they'll go after your pizza. It's like when it, so we have a number of friends who are vegetarian or whatever and we'll order like at, at, a, at a party. We'll have vegetarian dishes and everyone else has their stuff. <laughs> Invariably, they'll beeline towards the vegetarian stuff yes. and wipe it out. And it's like, I don't get that. Yes. I'm like, you. if you want a special pizza, that's the only pizza you get to eat. <laughs> that's my rule. Agreed. Now, Joe, when you get when you get your cheese pizza, do you have them double cut it like they do for the 10-year-olds at the birthday party? I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> do you fold? I actually do like those smaller slices. I, I'll fold. You I like fold? a fold. I also like a Sicilian, like a big, thick oh, yeah. slice. Okay. Yeah, when New York Sicilian yeah. is, is, you know, uh, do you ever have Greek pizza? The the mystic uh, pizza pizza is, is very good as well. I'm not as big into Greek. I'm a big sauce guy. I'm an extra sauce. Okay. I like a Whoa. red, yes. sugary sauce. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, exactly. have you ever had tomato pie? I don't know if I've had tomato It's a pie. Philadelphia delicacy, yeah. and oh. it's it's all sweet, uh, thick, sweet sauce. It's it's not it's it's thicker than sauce. It's Sounds almost like, a like paste. Oh, okay. And it's it's a sweet. There's, it's a, place, there's a place too. called Corpolese. We got to get you. Oh, I'll check that out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yo, do you ever great. do well impressions? Um, not really. The only reason I ask is that there are a couple times where your voice has gotten a little higher during the course of this conversation where you sound exactly like Seinfeld. And I don't know if you've ever noticed it on your on your own. What's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you sound like Seinfeld? <laughs> we actually interviewed him this week. This week. Oh, wow. And that was oh, one, on Tuesday. One, and we thought that would never happen because he's not he's not known to do it, you know, interview there. Yeah. He doesn't have to. He's freaking Seinfeld. But it was uh it was pretty pretty cool. We got yeah. him on a good oh, day. Oh, wow. How was he? He was great. He was Great. Yeah, great. Yeah. He's yeah, my we, favorite guy to listen to talk comedy. We, we were curious because uh, you can sometimes Jerry doesn't want to be, you know, interviewed. He doesn't feel like talking. You can hear that when on some yeah. interviews, but he was very conversive. It was really nice. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I never really I, I met I brought Jerry on stage one time. I was opening for Bill Burr and Jerry did a guest spot. And so I got to bring him up. Wow. And then at Colin Quinn's wedding, he was dancing on the, he was on the dance floor and I was on the dance floor and then when he turned his back I did the Elaine <laughs> dance which I thought was funny um, so I've never like funny? I've never he, no I had to do it when he wasn't looking oh okay but uh, I've never actually <laughs> hung out with him the way that he uh, analyzes comedy to me is um, fascinating because it, it, everything for him everything comes down to whether or not this is a joke that, can right. I can I structure this in a, in a routine and uh, his brain I think just focuses solely on where comedy comes from and what I can turn into a joke yeah he's the fact Fascinating guy. He's my favorite guy to listen to, and he has so many great points. One of my favorites that he ever made was comedy is the only art form where if you don't do it well, people say it's not the art form. 
Mm. Like people are like, that is not comedy. <laughs> like no one's ever like, that's not a painting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like that literally if you fail, you're not doing comedy. Yeah. You're just it's talking. true. It's true. Uh, yeah. Which is really funny to me. Well, you sir you sir are succeeding with sold out shows and You are comedy. Helium. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Go and see the face of comedy uh at Helium Comedy Club, Joe Les. So uh, tickets are available at uh, heliumcomedy.com. But yeah, you know, there's a ten PM show uh Saturday night. You can get tickets for it, of course, 7.30 and 10 o'clock tonight. But as Casey was saying, they're probably going to sell out, so you want to get those as soon as you can. Uh, we are glad you had time to stop by here, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. It was Good my pleasure. Yeah, I loved it. Thank right. you. Uh, Joe List, everybody. Check him out at Healing. We're going to be back in just a moment. Stay with us. In MMR's early days, we used carrier pigeons for requests. But some people got mad at us. So now we have the text line at 39333. It's faster, better, and there's less poop. So text us anytime at 39333. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. Why do other jewelers hate me? I'm a nice guy. Because other jewelers just want to throw up when you ask, can I trade in my old diamond studs? Why? I guess it's because they're in the business of selling. I'm in the love business. I love to see my friends come back and trade in their old diamond studs. It's true. You can start with any size and upgrade them for a bigger pair anytime you want. Get exactly what you paid. Not only do other jewelers not want you to trade in your diamond studs, but even if they do, they don't give you back what you paid. Why are their diamonds worth less? Oops. Come see me, the real Steven Singer, a real jeweler, whose diamonds are always worth what you pay. Visit me at the other corner of 8th and Walnut. By phone, 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. Oh, by the way, these stunning Anita diamond stud earrings are always 100% eye-flawless, near-colorless, brilliant-cut diamonds, magnificent and bright white, topped off with my 14-carat safety silicone backs. IHateStevenSinger.com. One place, one price. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The next guest we have will be appearing tonight at the Keswick Theater. Mm-hmm. Eight o'clock is when that show is. And we are happy to welcome to our studio Steve Hofstetter. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome, Steve. Thanks for having me. Everything good in your world? Yeah, I guess so. We uh, <laughs> we we had a drive down from uh, Connecticut last night. Oh, to make, yeah, that's it's super fun that there is somehow rush hour traffic at 1 a.m. I don't so, know how they do that. Nice. I didn't understand it. Yeah. yeah, my my youngest and I were driving up to Maine and we were going to go through Connecticut and Nick goes, <laughs> it's the worst place in the world to drive. It is, And, and I, I was like, well, how can it be? It is. And sure enough. We got stuck in some garbage traffic that seemingly appeared out of thin air, well, like for no reason. What's even tougher, so we drive in a, uh, a Sprinter van. Oh, okay. And so, you know, Which it's got, a lot of room. It's Yeah, it's a lot of room. It's a lovely way to travel, except 
when you were in New York State where Robert <laughs> Moses hates poor people. <laughs> and when he made all the parkways yeah. and the, like the clearances, they're like, oh, this bridge has a perfect clearance if you're driving a convertible. But if you're driving anything taller than that, <laughs> you will die. You can't get on the parkways. <laughs> and, and, and what's great is Google Maps can do anything except tell you uh, height yes. clearance. Uh-huh. So for, for some reason, Google Maps is like, hey, we want to help everyone except truckers. We hate <laughs> truckers so much here at Google. And so there, there's no clearance. And there's no clearance signs. It just says, like, you know, caution, low clearance. And it's like, well, how how, how low? How low? Yeah. how low is low? And they're like, yeah, you'll figure it out when you lose your top. <laughs> yeah. And so when you lose your top. We, we had a... He's, he's not kidding. <laughs> I, I'm from New York. Yeah. I, and it was... And I many, many years growing up in New York, Kathy, how many times did you see a commercial truck wedged under an overpass on the Southern State Parkway? Well, my favorite thing, the Southern State. So a couple days ago, we were playing Long Island. And we get on the Southern State, and after you get on the Southern State, there's a sign that says low clearance. After. And we're like, after? Yeah. We're like, well, there's no exit. And so literally, we stop. There's a bridge right there. Yeah. And we stop by the bridge, and we look back, and we're like, well, we're going to have to back up on a parkway now. Mm-hmm. There's no other option. You're exactly right. And, so, and just and to reinforce cur- it, they're curved. They're curved. Yes. So, so if they're not, you, you got to get into the center, maybe you'll make it through. They're old stone style overpasses, yep. and so they're curved. So here you'll see, of course, a square you have at least a fighting shot at it. <laughs> oh no, the curved one, we're like, hey, if we get in the middle, we'll just lose the air conditioning. That's the only thing on top. You know, it'll be fine. So literally, I get out of the van, yeah. and like, so one of the guys goes to the back of the van, uh, one of the guys is backing up, and I'm in, the, I'm in the back, like, trying to stop traffic, be like, no, 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 let us through, let us through. And the amount of people who, like, barely swerved around while still on their phones, I was just like, this is incredible. I was like, I need to take my phone out to take a video of you doing this, taking a video of us doing this, because you're the idiot. What thoroughfare exactly? Were you on the Southern State? Where we were, were you? on the, the Southern, Southern State. state. So, um, backed up a quarter mile on the Southern <gasps> State. Oh, oh my God. God. The worst stretch of road. I'll, I'll say this here. So here, like the Schuylkill is often, you know, yeah. much maligned and deservedly. So I say take the Schuylkill and multiply that by 30 and you have the belt parkway into the southern state it yeah. is a nightmare and and it's and after all these years the fact that it still at one point goes across a a drawbridge yeah that basically I, it just blows my mind that they haven't raised that effing bridge it's the they should just call it the kill kill <laughs> It's not like it is completely inappropriate that that is a and we yeah. drive we drive the same vehicle all over the country and Canada and we have never had an issue <laughs> right. with height clearance and I look I'm born and raised in Queens and I was so excited to like be quote unquote home yeah and then all the other guys were just like your home is stupid I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> you can't argue it's really stupid you can't argue <laughs> yeah wow that so you Forest Hills you were uh, in for well a while? I, I lived in Forest Hills for a little bit but I'm from uh, Briarwood which oh, is like okay. a little little uh, part. Nope. Most people know it as Jamaica. I know it well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The whole the whole area. That's cool. And and, and born in how many years? Do you still live? You still live there? No, 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 no. It's and for those who are listening that don't know Queens, it's actually like it's the most diverse county in the country. It's great. It's where people of all races, creeds, and colors come together and hate each other in one place. <laughs> it's like really oh, sweet. Great food, though. Yeah, absolutely. There's a reason why our main train is the F train because that's short for what we all say to each other. And, it's true. It's but true. Uh, no, I live in Pittsburgh now. Oh, okay. What? Wow. Wow, yeah, I've, I've become a Pennsylvanian, but what? on the other oh, wow. side. I'm You're on a the, Yinzer, right? Yeah, well, I, I don't... 
You don't like that. The, the idea, Yins is such a, and look, I know Pittsburgh people are going to get mad at me, but Yins is such a silly term <laughs> because like y'all, I appreciate. That is short yeah. for you all. Right. Yins is short for you ins. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, all the time that I say you ins and I want to abbreviate that to be right. shorter. It is the wildest thing when you are speaking to a lawyer and they say Yins. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. Because you're just like, oh, I I didn't realize this was for everybody. It right, is truly right. for everybody. Wait, okay, I'm not familiar with this. What are they using yins like y'all? Yes, yeah, 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 that's what it means. It's, it's are yins, are for, yins coming over tonight? We're gonna yeah. have a party. Yins coming over. It's, yeah, it's their yeah. version of yous. Yeah, yeah we use, say yous. We yeah, have yous yeah. around here. But it's still better than I was in Troy, Alabama, and someone said all y'all's is to me, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, how many of you are there? <laughs> that's like, too much. I am all convinced that 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 is why they lost the Civil War <laughs> because like we were busy just saying words, and they were like, we're gonna make these words as long as possible. <laughs> so, and by the time time they figured out like because they're just that you know oh I, we want all y'all's is to invade and they're like what what are we part of all y'all's is are you part of all and by then we had won it's so, too late yeah, so that's we, how Atlanta burned down we have to bring up something if you're now in Pittsburgh press and became in fact we yeah, yeah. so there was uh, a while back we uh, we saw an article about the mystery of a uh, in Pittsburgh in some homes yeah in the oh, basement yeah. a toilet oh that ain't no mystery yeah. that sits out <laughs> in no particular Particular, you know, uh, uh, cordon off area, just the, in the middle the of the Pittsburgh room. potty. The yeah. Pittsburgh potty. When so, I moved there to start an arts center. Um, yeah. I bought a church, not just to take one off the market, <laughs> but to turn it into this live, work, play environment for stand-up comedians. And part of it is there's a three-bedroom house that some of the comedians live in, and we get there, and there's just a toilet in the middle of the damn room. <laughs> And I walk in with the realtor, and I was like, oh, were they, like, building a bathroom here? And he was like, no. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, so what? What?" And, like, he didn't understand why I thought it was weird. <laughs> because everyone in Pittsburgh is like, yeah, yeah, you just have a toilet in the middle of the basement. Yeah. Because, and it, it was like a like a, a miners thing, and I don't mean like young people, right? Right. right. Like so coal miners, underground. Coal. So, yeah. so so we can can you expand coal. on that? What what is the uh, what is the basis? Because we tried to figure out there would be some sort of modesty. I assume that would at some point kick in. We'd want at least like a shower curtain or something to divide you off from potential spectators. But it but it's defiantly in the middle of the room often with literally nothing around it. Well, first of all, in Pittsburgh. Manny Brothers is really popular, and so you gotta you gotta use the toilet a lot. Right, but also it's it's no, it's just basically this was back in the day when like the you know the steel workers would come home, they would be super dirty, right, and they would go in there would be like a basement entrance. They would go in the basement. It was just for them. I got and it. So they would like be able okay. to like clean up and wash up a little bit before going upstairs. It's like a mud room. Okay, yeah, like a mud, yeah, it's, literally. It's, yeah, exactly. It's a it's a butt mud room. That's what it is. <laughs> and so, but when someone first told that to me i was like okay that makes perfect sense but where's the shower yes like where if you if the whole point is to clean up right yeah like where's the shower and they're like uh, yeah, that? you should <laughs> Yeah, that's what you if, need. If you ran the pipes, you could have just yeah run off a shower. Exactly. The uh, idea that they're like, well, you know, they need to they need to poop to clean up. I'm like, that's not how pooping works. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna take a quick poop. I'm going out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was after that discussion uh, that we found out about a thing that it, that is more universal than Pittsburgh is the poop knife. 
You familiar with this? No. And we have people calling in saying that they actually have this at home. It's like a a butter knife or or a fairly dull knife that is kept in the bathroom if you have too big of a bowel movement. No. Seriously. So so that it flushes easier. Steve, think Play-Doh Fun Factory. You chop it up. This is is because Pittsburgh has too too many potatoes in the diet. This is what happens in a place. Well, because also it's a place with where everybody eats potatoes on everything and then there are a ton of hills. Yeah. And that combination leads to needing a toilet in the basement. That's what. <laughs> and a knife to chop. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my God. No, that I've never heard. Of. I know about the parking chair. Yes, I do. Know. So the part. Yeah, the parking chair. I, yeah. I didn't know about this. Yeah. because So I first I moved there and apparently a parking chair is, you know, people put out the chair to save a space. I get that in the winter. You dig out your That's space. A lot of here. snow. Exactly. Yep. They do it year round. Are you no, kidding? Year round. There is a dib system on parking spaces. <laughs> people in Pittsburgh believe that if you own a home, that means you get to park in front of it. <laughs> and I'm like, that is so ridiculous. Yeah. So someone told me this story, and so she said that, like, she was visiting her mom, and there was no parking chair in front of the neighbors, so she goes to park there. Neighbor runs out of the house. She's like, what are you doing? Uh, you know, that's my spot. And she goes, well, there was no chair, because she's from Pittsburgh. Right. She knows. And so then the woman goes, well, I had company over. She pulled in her chair for her for company. company. Oh, my and God. And saving her space with oh the God. ghost of a chair. Oh. And my friend goes, okay, and drives around the block and parks somewhere else. And to me, I'm like, I'm from Queens. You can't reserve a space with a car. Yeah, you can't. Queens. You can't. Exactly. Yeah, someone, if someone wants that space, they're just going to push you out of it. Yeah, and they have. Yeah. I, so that wow. you stated the exact <laughs> protocol that should be in place. Obviously, if you've spent the time and not you're not even entitled to it legally, but just be, uh, out of the compassion for the person who spent the time yeah. digging out the spot. OK, that makes sense. But when it's completely fine, the notion that you are entitled to that, no one is entitled as much as even I admit I have a. I park at the side of the yeah. house, and it's you get a little miffed when you have to park further away. But it's legal. They're not doing anything illegal. Well, so I, I got it's based I, on civility. So I have okay. So the the church that I bought has a bunch of parking in front of it, right? And I have a neighbor across the street who you know there's no parking on his side of the street, and he is obsessed with parking directly across from his door. <laughs> so much so that he would like block our driveway. Yeah, like because he you know he well, just you can't wanted. That spot, yeah. He was he was doing in a very like, just kind of. I've lived here. My family's lived here for four hundred and thirty-seven years. We've never gone anywhere in life, and therefore I deserve this. It's really frustrating. He's just like my general. My my dad was a general in the Civil War, and he doesn't say which side. Anyway, so yeah. so uh. I was getting very, very frustrated. And finally, I said to him, I go, look, if you keep doing And by the way, it's so pervasive that if you look at the address on Google Maps, he's blocking my driveway. Do, can you, oh, can you hand the address over? Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, 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 the, it, church it, it, is, the church is uh, 4721. Yeah, call it up on the uh, screen here. Okay. Yeah. 4721. 4721 Stanton Avenue. Okay. And it's it's the spot around the corner. By the way. So as you go around the corner on a Stanton Court. That's I where see it your is. church. It's, it's yeah. A, yeah, it's a red truck. So okay. if you go, yeah, if you go around the corner, yeah. it's a red truck. So I Hopefully. Go over this way? Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. Do that. By the way, the, the whole concept, we went down to a, a photographer and purchased a, tur- a church here in, there in it town. Is. You oh, see my. it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's parked in front of the driveway. Red truck parked in front of the kidding? driveway. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. I mean, he could literally back up about four feet and, and be fine. Oh and be God. fine. He could, yeah. he could back, well, his. Is that him? 
Well, you know what's even worse, though? What? So my uh, my fiancé and I, you know, on a nice night, like to walk around the neighborhood. Not anymore, because the lanternflies will kill us all. But <laughs> uh, we would walk around the neighborhood, and there was one day, it starts raining, so we're like, okay, let's kind of cut through this alley. So we cut through uh, this alley that we had never walked down, and it turns out it's right behind his house. Yeah. And we just both start laughing. He has a garage. Oh, he has what? a garage what? behind his house, but he doesn't want to have to walk in through the back door. No, no, no. That's not good enough for him. He's got to park. <laughs> and he keeps like saying, like, oh, it's his right to park in front of his house. I was like, that's my house. Yeah, yeah. You park in front of <laughs> yeah, my right, building. Yeah. Right, yeah. Park directly in front of your house on that side of the street. Exactly. And get towed. And so, by the way, the, the, the things like this escalate all the time. Oh, are, are, absolutely. Are, are you... you yeah. Are you trying to mitigate it, or obviously you don't know what this deranged guy... Well, I tried to mitigate it. The first thing I did, when I when I first got there and he was doing it, I didn't know if it was on purpose. Okay. And so I went over, and I was like, let me be nice, and I got a Starbucks gift card. Very and I nice. Go, I go, hey, can we talk about the parking? Let me get you a coffee. Yeah. He goes around telling all the neighbors that I tried to buy him off. <laughs> I was like, no, man, I was trying to be a nice neighbor. He's and an also, idiot. it goes from a $5 Starbucks <laughs> gift card to telling to telling all the neighbors that I was giving all the neighbors $25 gift cards to Giant Eagle. And then, of course, the other neighbors get pissed because they're I didn't get a gift card to Giant Eagle. <laughs> and he's just making all this stuff up. Wow. It's, yeah, it's utterly ridiculous. And wow. so I was trying to be nice. For two years, I was trying to be nice. And finally, I had had it. And so I posted this missive on Facebook. Okay. And I mean, I may or may not have almost a million followers. And so <laughs> he did not like the results of that. Yeah. Because, I mean, obviously there are some neighbors that are like pissed off because I'm the new guy. But uh, for the most part, he uh, he got very, very mocked. Well, you, you, I will say this, you gave it certainly the college try, yes. and, and, and you showed restraint, but I mean, uh, I think that's well within your, 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 your purview to, uh, to be able to at least, what were you going to do? I mean, you, yeah. you, you needed, at that point, you needed to, um, you needed to make a, a statement. Well, uh, did, now, uh, the aftermath, has it worked at all? Well, what's incredible is that post kind of coincided with, um, I went back and I, uh, I'm, I'm friendly with with the rest of his family. The rest of his family is very, very nice people. And so uh, I I texted his daughter and I go, hey, just let your dad know this is it. He does it again. He's getting towed. I've had enough. And his excuse was always like, well, I try to give you enough space, but there's never enough room. And I'll (laughs) I'll park when there's enough room. And then while telling all the other neighbors he's doing it on purpose. Uh Anyway, as soon as I told him he was being towed, weirdly enough... There's enough room now. Yeah. What? It's a miracle. Yeah. It's a Pittsburgh miracle. <laughs> Pittsburgh miracle. Uh, the, so the, the uh, go ahead, Bryce. Uh, people like this, I just you know, it's so it, it really it really bothers me. Yeah. I, I just hearing your story is giving me anxiety. I just. <gasps> What's your problem? Well, there are people what, what who are, are, are motivated. It. They're motivated. But why? And you'll never understand why. But there are people who that that is, they live for the thrill of that. 
Yes. And, and, and they're motivated by that. And it, it's better to say, I, I can't understand it because you don't want to understand it. Yeah, but you what, know he, what, I'm what he doesn't realize is that, look, I've got enough money to throw around $5 gift cards. So like, <laughs> yeah. he's coming up against me. <laughs> yeah, I'll make it rain. Exactly. I'll make it rain most of a Frappuccino. <laughs> wow. All right, I want to ask about this church. Yeah. Um, so so this is your home. You This is you, the, the entire uh, no, 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 no. no. Okay. So it's, uh, yeah, it's not my home. It's, I, I created it as an art center for stand-up comedians. Got it. I'm, I'm sorry, I missed yeah, that I, detail ahead of time. No, that's okay. So. I live in the neighborhood, but not, okay. not in the church. I've okay. never heard, this is a great concept. I've yeah. never heard of something like this. I did uh, stand-up years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I remember, you know, stuff, you'd never see anything like this. There are people who would take other comedians under their wing, and there'd be programs that they may be at a comedy club here and there. But this seems very comprehensive. Explain what you're doing there. So it's called the Steel City Arts Foundation, or Steel City AF for short. Uh, no one ever needs to explain to me what AF also stands for. I wrote the joke. I get the joke. The amount of comments I get that are people like, oh, you know what? Else? Yes. Yes. I, you think that was a coincidence? Yes. So uh, the basic idea is that it's a it's a membership-driven organization. The membership is free. We offer membership to stand-up comedians. Um, and the, you know, the foundation has everything from a podcast studio to a gym to a green screen studio to the most unique feature of it is a live slash hybrid Zoom space. Mm. So it can seat 100, but it also has three giant screens that you could see thousands of other audience from around the world. Dude, that's amazing. And yeah, and we also have the chapel itself is going to be a performance area, but we're still waiting on zoning from the city. So okay. what, what happened when you came into town and said, when the town learned you were going to be bringing comedians into town? Well, one of, <laughs> one of the neighbors was so upset. One of the neighbors, I was walking my dog and he, and like I say hello, and he just goes, I don't like what you're doing over there. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing over there? And he goes, bringing in all these out of work people. And I was like, no, they're not out of work. They're, oh they have three jobs. Yeah. You know, if any, like, oh my God, one of the neighbors, we were hanging out, we were hanging out in the backyard. There were six people, summer Sunday, 9.30 p.m. This is not two in the morning. This yeah, is yeah. not, this is, you know, just sitting around in the right. backyard talking, no music, nothing. This is quieter than the Starbucks would be if you use the gift card. You know? <laughs> and so, and the neighbor peeks his head over the fence, which by the way, we built a privacy fence and planted trees so it'd be quieter also. Yeah. And he he just goes, some people here still work with their hands. Oh and I was like, God. first of all, that doesn't make you better than anybody else. Second of all, one of these comics is a steel worker, so shut up. Yeah, yeah. And third of all, two of them are lawyers. Yeah. It's not like they, you know, are sitting around just being like, oh, you know, this is actually a halfway house, which, by the way, is what he told the city it was. When that he it was a halfway house. That's what I was wondering. That's why I, I asked about bringing comedians into town, because I thought someone might, might think that. Yeah. What, I mean, but you, I assume you put on shows there and things, correct? So we're still waiting on the zoning for that actual building, but then we have, an, there's another building that I, another church that I bought, actually. I'm trying to collect them all. Yeah. But there's another church that I bought that's already commercially zoned, and so we're going to be doing performances there. Imagine if you're in your neighborhood, you had like a, a comedy venue, you know, that or just just in general, a facility like that. Uh, I mean, because it's it's a learning facility. It absolutely is. We do classes. We do one. So one of the residents of the house 
uh, was this, is a guy, uh, Learn More Jonasy, who was a famous comic in Africa who wanted to come over to the States. And so we helped him get his visa. We helped him come over. And he's like, he's blown up on Instagram now. He's got like 250,000 followers. He's right. doing great. He, so he's like semi-famous and he's one of their neighbors. Wow. Um, but also for some people, you have to consider something about him being from Africa. Okay. There are some people who don't like people who look <laughs> like they are from Africa. <laughs> if you get my gist, they are racists. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, you run into that. Like, look, overall, the community has been overwhelmingly supportive. It sounds uh, like a great thing. I love this. Yeah. Thank it's you. so cool that you're pulling this off. Yeah, there are people, there are people who literally, like, when they see me, when they see me walking, they will literally pull over their cars and start talking to me because they want to ask about it. But we had this thing. Uh, we, we put a huge mural on the side of the building. And the mural just said Stanton Heights. It was the name of the neighborhood. Yeah. And so one of the neighbors, the same guy who said we were a halfway house, uh, <laughs> starts yelling at the at the artist. And I don't know what gets bleeped here, but he said, that, and this is like literally they're laying out the mural. Yeah. It's not even painted yet. And he says that it looks like a fish with male genitalia. Right, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm just like, what a Rorschach. <laughs> yes. Like, that is incredible. I yeah. think you see that everywhere. It's yeah. like... <laughs> Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, in a cartoon when, like, the, the wolf's really hungry and everything's yeah. a turkey. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's that. <laughs> and so, and he, he, like, yells at the painters, which is just so obnoxious. And anyway, he weaponizes this antiquated sign code where if the sign has the neighborhood name in it, it's considered a gateway sign. Which, to me, okay. gateway sign is such a funny phrasing to the yeah. idea of, like, first you're painting a sign, then you're doing heroin. Like, right. what's next? <laughs> so, we had to paint over it. And it was all... Also, it said Stanton Heights over, uh, like, geometric rainbow colors. And so I think that's part of what right. angered some people. So we talked to the city, and we go, okay, so we can't have the neighborhood name. And they were like, no. And even appealing it, which we probably would have won, but even appealing it cost almost a grand just to file the appeal. Yeah. And so instead, um, we repainted the mural, and now we contacted the John Lewis Foundation. And now the mural says, uh, get in good trouble, John Lewis. Right, right. And so now the mural, yeah, you see the picture right there. Oh, yeah. So now the mural uh, is both rainbow and says get in good trouble so when someone complains about it it's so fun to just be like is it the homophobia or the racism which one <laughs> right right so so That's here awesome. you're in the mural you know capital of the, of the world you know we have more more murals on, 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 on buildings and I, I think and literally than, than anywhere any place in the world yeah that makes sense in Philly and, you gotta and, paint and, over the blood stain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it does help it does help I'll tell you this though it, it is really an enhance sometimes you'll be riding along and, you, and you'll see like when the hell yeah, did they put that up really yeah. beautiful it's yeah. amazing what these guys do oh the amount of time so every time my fiance and I pass a mural anywhere we just go I can't believe they put that up without consulting us first <laughs> Because that's what some of the neighbors were upset about. And like, and look, even if it was ugly, which it isn't, it yeah. is people stop and take pictures with it all the time. They love it. But even if it was ugly and it was awful, we have a neighbor whose house looks pretty stupid. Yeah. And we hate the color. Yeah. And every time we drive by it, we laugh. Yeah. Because it's funny because they have a dumb looking house. Right. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Someone did something dumb to their house. Enjoy yourself. I get, yeah. I get quality of life and, you, you know, I, I, I get. But you... Like you, uh, you actively uh, were reaching out to just say, "Hey, here's what's going on. Here's your here's your coffee. Let's talk. Let's do mm -hmm. this. Privacy, blah blah blah." But uh, sometimes that's not good enough. But the mission that of what you're attempting to do and and appears successfully is so good. You Thank know? you. So, yeah. well, do you see a long term? 
countrywide, perhaps, approach to this? Or is it, I mean, are, are there really huge aspirations for this, or are you going to keep it fairly modest? I mean, it depends how much you want to donate. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's something that, like, look, I would love to see this thrive, and I've definitely had people be like, hey, we need to do this in Detroit. I'm like, we need to do anything in Detroit. But they, you know, like a lot of people want to replicate this. It is the first of its kind, and it's not something that I necessarily want to make happen everywhere because I don't have that kind of bandwidth. Yeah. But if other people want to do it, I'm happy to, to t- let them know I got you. how to sink a whole lot of money into an old building. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, you seem like a really nice person, but it also seems to me like you don't suffer fools very well. And uh, a case in point is uh, something you posted on your Instagram the other day where somebody commented at you that they're enjoying your bot followers. And then your response was, you have the deductive reasoning skills of a dead platypus. And I, I, the way that you phrased that to me was just phenomenal. I just, I, I'm so sorry to all the dead platypi out there. I don't mean to lump you into the... Yeah, I, pre- I appreciate you saying so. It is... What's amazing, by the way, is there was a follow-up on that. From that guy. So, from that guy. So I post that. Uh, it gets 16,000 reactions. And the guy... And I link to it in the original com- comment. And I go, hey, man... Now you can admit you're wrong and apologize, but let's see if you double down. And so what does he do? He goes, well, you have over 800,000 followers and it's only 8,000 reactions because obviously he can't count, even though it says how many. But he goes, you only have 8,000 reactions. Thanks for proving my point. And I was like, oh, my God, you do not understand the Internet at all. (laughs) There's another one. If you if you look back a little bit further back in my feed where someone uh, goes, this guy keeps coming to my feed. Do I have to block him? And I write back and I go, yeah, literally, that's how the Internet works. And he goes, this isn't the internet, it's Facebook. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize this was the analog Facebook store. I didn't realize, like, next to the Apple store at a mall, there's a Facebook store where you go right, in right, and yeah, you yeah, pay yeah. 30 bucks to comment. It's 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 funny how these wow. things are, just in general, again, just the, the overview, the 30,000-foot view, as they say, of uh, there's so much information, so much data, you know, the, um, the, the length and breadth of what you have to understand is always changing. We were just, you know, talking about how YouTube keeps changing their their algorithms and how they all start changing their algorithms and how numbers uh, you know, uh, there's no real ultra, ultra hard and fast rules to any of this right now, but there's a general understanding yeah, of it. Yeah, the general understanding yeah. is that not everyone in your feed is going to see it, everything this, you post. Right. It just doesn't happen, and and, it, and we talked about, you'll put up we talk, you put up, somebody will put up a picture of them eating a, a piece of pie or whatever and it just explodes, and then someone busts their ass on something to try to get a whole bunch of of uh, likes or hits and nothing. It, but, it, yeah, but here's the difference. Like, okay, you remember that uh, the woman in the Chewbacca mask a couple years yes, ago? Yeah. 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 Like, look, that got like 80 million views and she did a ton of TV. What's she doing now? Right. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. And the reason why it's is ephemeral. when you have one thing go viral, it doesn't matter. Yeah. If you have something go viral when you have a breath of work to back it up, that's right. when you get people following you. That's when you sell tickets. That's when you get subscribers, etc. And so, like, what's amazing to me is how willingly wrong people are on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Like, you can look like you're brilliant anytime you want. Right. If you don't know something... That's just you, between you and Google. Google won't tell anyone. Like you can literally, you can literally be like, "How do you read a book?" And Google will be like, "Here's a friendly answer telling you how to read a book." Right. You don't have to go on and be like, "I'm proudly illiterate." Like you don't have to do that. <laughs> Google won't narc you. Right, right. But people just are just like, "I'm so dumb. <laughs> I'm confidently dumb." <laughs> it's wild. Like most of the thing when when I pull out statistics when I'm replying to somebody, I didn't know those. Yeah. 
I just thought, ah, this sounds interesting. Let me check. Investigate. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. It's it's amazing. I'll I tell am- you what, from, from the time that we started doing the show, you know, yeah. years ago, uh, when there was no, I mean, we can literally within the second jump on and, and, and look for something if we need a fact or what about that or mm-hmm. how do you do this instantaneously years ago. Maybe we talk about it, and then half hour, forty five minutes later, somebody who was, knew somebody would give a call. No, you, this is what that's about, and, and it's it's just dramatic, and just really a blip on the you know, on the the calendar. Uh, and now all of this is readily at our fingertips. Oh, I did a I did a video uh, I did a video like a week or two ago where I talked about how there was some really damning evidence from the U.S. Census when yeah. it came to education levels and who people vote for. Right, and the you know educational attainment which basically means the ability to graduate high school, college, or grad school. And I like I posted this video basically saying that I think it's like uh, all the top 20 states in educational attainment all voted Democrat. And someone replies and goes, oh, yeah, what's your sources? I'm like, what's my sources for the U.S. Census? The census. Right. That's my source. The actual And They're like, well, that's biased. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's biased among liberals. I go, what year? Was the census taken and who was president when it was taken? So even if you think the census could possibly be biased, but people were still like, I don't take that as a source. I'm like, if you don't take the census as a source, I got I got nothing for you. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like, what's your source for your own name? (laughs) Well, my my birth certificate. The internet, also the the these of the information, is now uh, rendered useless. Uh, testing someone's knowledge via the radio, a la a trivia question. It should, we should just change it to who can look up the answer quickly enough. Right. That's oh, really yeah. what happens, yeah, exactly. and we know it, and, uh, and it, it is course, what it is. But, yeah, you yeah. know. But we love it. It we doesn't matter. Do it. It's how we move product. Yeah. yeah. What yeah, yeah. you know? What you have to do? You have to do wrong answers only. Trivia. <laughs> yeah. You how quickly the, can you come up with a wrong answer? Yeah. The most creative wrong answer wins. Yeah. I, I hate those though when I see them pop up on on social media, and I I, I will be the well, dick that provides the exact correct answer. <laughs> but that is also because a lot of people who try to be funny aren't. Yeah. Yeah. And like. God bless them for trying. I think it's adorable. <laughs> yeah. Like I did, uh, I, I like to do a thing when I'm traveling, like in, uh, okay, I, I would do, you know, all right, I'm doing a show in Philly. So let me do, uh, you know, Pennsylvania, a song. And, you know, the idea, it could be like, you know, name that Altoona or whatever it is. Right. And the amount of people who would just be like, oh, I really like Springsteen. <laughs> okay, thanks. First of all, he's New Jersey. Right. Second of all, that's not how the game works. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's wild. Hey, I want to ask you something completely off topic. From, sure. From this, but we you know we spent a lot of time talking about Pittsburgh and that community. But you being from New York, how have you avoided uh, your accent? Is like Americana yeah. center. <laughs> right. I, I'm I'm getting a, I'm getting a hint of no region whatsoever from you. Okay, so when I was when I was twelve, I used to have a Brooklyn accent. Both my parents are from Brooklyn. I grew up in Queens. Yeah, how did you lose that? And I had a Brooklyn accent. And my brother, who's four years older, and he skipped a grade, so he's five years ahead of me. He was like, "You sound like an idiot." And I was like, "No, I don't. <laughs> I don't sound stupid. What are you talking about? I sound good. I talk good." And he basically mocked it out of me. And no then, way. but then traveling as much as I do, you know, I was never, even though I started comedy in New York, I was never a New 
York comic, I was hitting the road pretty early. And so I kind of picked up these little regionalisms here and there. You know, we joked about it before, but I do use y'all all the time. And people are like, how does a kid from Queens grow up saying y'all? I'm like, yeah. I didn't. I started when I was 20. But uh, yeah, I just kind of I just kind of nuked it. Yeah, and and uh, every now and then it'll come out. I think I think in general everything starts to homogenize out. You know, yeah. like like it be, because it, it will it will happen. Um, uh, you know, there, there's always been I, I referred to it on the show occasionally years ago. The notion that again on the Enterprise, you know, how many hundreds of years from now in Star Trek that you'd have a thick Scottish accent, like you know, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, right, oh that's right. hilarious. Right, right. Well, he's from the planet of Scotland. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> right. uh, you seem you you impress me as the type of person, a la changing your accent, that um, you're very determined. If you want to do something, you just go ahead and do it. I would like to learn ABCD. I'm going to do that now. Is that a fair assessment? Uh, I guess so. There are just so few things I want to learn. Yeah. <laughs> so the stuff, well, no, I do, I do like, I like learning facts and figures and stuff like that. I definitely, like, I've got a buddy who just decided one day he was going to learn to smoke pastrami. <laughs> and then he just smoked excellent pastrami. Right. And I was like, I wouldn't In the have, classic sense, right? Yeah. Not as a bizarre. I was like, I wouldn't have the patience for it. You know how I would smoke pastrami? I would order pastrami right. and tell people I smoked it. But, like, he, he can really do that uh, you know for me i just if i do do something i want to do it well otherwise what's the point mm. and, that, and so what yeah and, and i preston will stick with something if i don't immediately take to it and, and then I'm, I'm done like I, yeah. I need to show a proclivity for it early or i'm tapping out oh i am a classic a minus student right right like i am someone where it's like i do it when i say i want to do it well i mean well enough yeah like, well enough that I get by, well enough that I will do it better than uh, most other people, but not well enough that I'm, like, I'm not going to be a perfectionist about it, so. Yeah, yeah, I, I think, I see myself, like, I have a lot of interest and a lot of things I can, uh, it, the skill set we always describe for, for a comedian or for somebody who does what we do, you can aspire. Uh, speak on a number of issues, uh, topics, but not go deep into them. You know, you, you ha on surface, you come across as, wow, and then you go three questions and you go, oh, oh it, it, Steve's a moron. I yeah. am so good. I hope you meant you and yes. I. <laughs> I am so good at making people think I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> like, that's the skill. Like, I can do that. Okay, like sports, all right? Yeah. I... I'm a sports fan. I'm not one of those guys who knows who the third string on the Eagles is. Right, I have yeah. no idea. You can make up a name and ask me how he's doing. But instead of, like, the, the classic idiots are the ones who then try to go with you on whatever. I right. just, like, if you if you would say, like, oh, this third string quarterback, whatever, and I hadn't heard of them, I would just change it to just be like, well, you know, the problem is, is that, you know, they're going to be up against the Cowboys and you don't right. know exactly how they're doing. And I will change the subject to something I do know about. Right, and, right. And talk about that emphatically. And most people will just go with you on the <laughs> subject change. Border collie the uh, the direction. Yep, but yeah. my favorite thing to do to a sports fan is just confidently say something that's completely <laughs> untrue. <laughs> and like, I love just being like, oh, well, you know, I mean, the thing about the Brewers is, you know, they're a great late season team. And just say that 
that really confidently, <laughs> and then people start arguing against something that is patently untrue. It's so fun. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a bomb thrower when it comes to that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's it. the best to just be like, yeah, I mean, the Phillies do have the winningest record of all time if you go back in history. You know, I mean, you don't know how they're going to do in the postseason, but you know, regular season, they have more wins than any other team in history. Now, partly it's because they're an older franchise, and you just let people agree with that. Oh, it's so great. fun. That is great. Uh, well, listen, Steve, we got to wrap up, man. we got a couple things we need to do, but we uh, appreciate you stopping by here. The uh, Keswick Theater Show tonight at 8 o'clock. You can get tickets at keswicktheater.com. Um, if you want to follow Steve on social media, Steve Hofstetter uh, on um, Instagram, just easy to find. Uh, which, which, which social media do you prefer? Everything or, but Twitter. Everything yeah. but Twitter. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, des- I decided to leave Twitter when death threats became part of the terms of service. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah but at Steve Hofstetter are pretty much everything. Excellent. All right, man, have a great show tonight. Thank you and, very much. Uh, thanks for coming by. We appreciate it. Yeah, Steve Hofstetter. Good to catch up with you guys. Keswick Theater, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a sec. So stay here. Join Marissa Magnata tomorrow from 11 to 1 at Rafferty Subaru at 4700 Westchester Pike in Newtown Square for a pet adoption event with Providence Animal Center. Rafferty Subaru will be covering 100% of the pet adoption fees. Plus, enter for a chance to win Queen and Adam Lambert tickets. All right, so we got a um, little under three minutes uh, before we get to the Crumb Bum Cash. I'll do a quick, um, there's a butt plug, actually. For, it's an event for... Is today the 6th? Yes. For today, I got this from Kate Bailey, and she wanted to men- to me to mention the Ryan McGinty Memorial Fund. Uh, it's in honor of Ryan McGinty, who in 2003, uh, at uh, just 16 years old, lost his battle with cancer. And she wants a shout-out uh, to the family for having carried on the torch so proudly for so long. And to mention, now, now I don't know what the event is, um, but there is a Facebook page under the Ryan Ryan McGinty Memorial Foundation. So just a reminder, gang, if you do send um, uh, uh, charity information to us, uh, if you can, just include the basics. I just need when and where and why. Um, And sometimes people will send, you know, PDFs with all these big, huge badges of information or They'll send a poster of the event or something like that. It's difficult for me to to have the time while we're prepping for the show to get that stuff to ready. If you could just just print it out, you know, just type it out for me. Just the basics of what it is. I can pass the information along. And, and it, it makes it easy. Thank you for saying that because there's so many times you go, oh, I want to get to that. I know. And, and it, it becomes a little bit more problematic. If you can send, I always, always say this if you can. If you're putting together an event and you can whip up an actual web page, if you have the ability, it's actually very easy, mm-hmm. and, and or even a, an Eventbrite or whatever, just so there's something to link to, yeah. it makes it a lot easier. And include that link with your um, with your information. That makes it uh, much quicker to get yes. your information out in front of everyone. We can send that over to Nick, and then he can post it on the website, right. and, uh, and that's easy to do. But also just for passing along the information on the radio, if you can succinctly uh, right. put it in a, in a short paragraph uh, that helps out a lot uh, in order to pass it along. So that's the little butt plug there. Yes, Casey. And can I do, I have more shards, uh, by the way, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to thank, because like it, recently, uh, three different listeners have like given me these like really nice, cool gifts that, you know, they're not expensive or anything like that. Right. But I want to thank uh, listener Kyle. Okay, so Kyle says, uh, hey, why did the radio apply for a job? It wanted to tune into a better career. But So he sent 
sent me a calendar of uh, dad jokes. So I want he like actually uh, ah very nice. He Amazon that to me. Then I want to thank listener Dana who showed up to my event last night and she three D printed me this really cool Phillies necklace. And on the back of it is the uh, Nick Castellanos uh, middle ring finger uh, that she did. That was really really nice of her. And then also I'm wearing a shirt today from listener John Clark uh, who came to my event last night and gave me a T shirt that he got at an event where you were giving out t-shirts exactly and it was uh, unnecessary but like i'm very very grateful uh for, all, right, for gonna, all of you guys i'm gonna hit this one and now i'm gonna do one yes. i'm gonna give you casey one for giving me my cool norm mcdonald t-shirt the oh, other day yay. oh there that was a gift from casey yes that was nice yeah was nice i just gave you a gift I, really you've nice. got gifts from casey I know, all the time i know i know i know and there's one on the way for you <gasps> mister Stop it. Mm-hmm. By the way, I want Nick's shirt. He's wearing a Four Walls well, uh, whiskey thanks for shirt. for ruining the surprise. <laughs> no, oh. <laughs> hey, I crawled through a lot of pricker bushes to get you the whiskey. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I should be thankful for yes. everything you guys have all done for me over the years, and I haven't really done much for you, so That's I apologize. Awesome. I'm going to oh, yeah. shove that right back down my throat here. Um, it is, it's 10 o'clock. Yeah. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Uh, wait a minute. No. You're a real crumb bum. It's time for a crumb bum cash keyword. All right, the word is hero. H-E-R-O. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways to do it. Enter it through WMMR.com. Uh, or through the MMR app, or you can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. One random entry wins 1000 bucks in our company-wide contest. Uh, each winner gets a call from Beasley, so make sure you do indeed answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. And it's sponsored by Horizon Services. So the word again is hero. H-E-R-O. It's time to do it. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you by Sports and Social. Cheer on the birds. Just steps away from the stadium at Sports and Social in Live Casino and Hotel Philly. You can watch the game on a 52-foot big screen with halftime uh, contests, Bud Lights, uh, giveaways, memorabilia, and more. Uh, I'm going to start with a disturbing story. We'll just get this out of the way. But, and, and I know you know this story, Steve. A senior Defense Department mm-hmm. official has been charged with helping to run a dog fighting ring yeah. in suburban Maryland in which dogs were allegedly electrocuted with jumper, jumper cables if they lost. This psycho, Frederick D. Moorfield Jr., the Pentagon's Deputy Chief Information Officer, uh, 62 years old, and co-defendant Mario Flife uh, were charged by federal authorities with promoting and furthering an animal fighting venture. It was hard to... Re- just absolutely brutal treatment of these dogs. At their initial court appearance uh, Thursday, a federal judge ordered both defendants released pending trial. According to an affidavit, Moorfield and Fife used encrypted messaging to talk to people around the U.S. about dog fighting. Moorfield allegedly used the name uh, Gihad Kennels. Uh, Flife allegedly used the name Razor Sharp Kennels to identify their respective operations. Two men and their associates allegedly used encrypted messages to exchange uh, videos and to set up fights. Uh, Moorfield and the others also discussed how to hide their dog fighting from law enforcement. This- yeah, the major official here. Yeah. 
and screenshots of uh, Telegram messages exchanged with a contact named Big Goon. Moorefield offers to bet $1,000 on a dog fight and then lowers his bet to 700 When Big Goon tells him the dog quit fighting, Moorefield says, F these dogs, and adds that he will no longer bet on anyone else's dogs. Uh, Twelve dogs were seized by federal authorities after uh, searches of Moorefield and flights uh, Maryland homes were conducted. Uh, they also found veterinary steroids, a carpet that appeared to be stained with blood, an electrical plug, and jump cables, which the affidavit says is uh, consistent with devices used to kill dogs that lose fights. Uh, Moorefield's LinkedIn shows uh, jobs with the Air Force and the Defense Department dating back to 1989. He was promoted to his current position five years ago. A Pentagon spokesperson says the Defense Department is aware of the criminal complaint and the Moorefield is no longer working in the building and referred to any additional questions to law enforcement. The gall mm-hmm. on someone. <laughs> and someone in general, but somebody right. of that position. Right. That level of brutality. Horrific. God. All right, different story altogether. A man left suffering from horrendous testicular pain for six years thanked the Daily Record for helping him get surgery amidst a growing shortage of top doctors. Martin Brown told how the weight made his life hell. He suffered severe t- testicular pain for six years before he finally got an operation. Is he one of these dudes that had like the elephantitis? They swelled up yeah. really big. Martin was first diagnosed with the problem in 2017 and was referred to a consultant uh, urologist uh, the following year, but it took a further three Three years just to get an appointment. Your balls are showing. His agony continued as his testicles swelled and shrunk regularly, causing him immense pain. Two years ago, he was given an x-ray in relation to a hernia, and two days later, when it was examined by a urologist, he said he found uh, minimal blood flow to his testicle, wow. uh, that a lump had been detected, and that it would have to be removed. But uh, by February this year, nothing had been done. He described the pain as if being kicked between the legs every time he moved. That sounds unpleasant. He said, the pain goes up into my stomach like a steel rod. I think we all know that pain. Uh, Martin finally... Can I talk to you for a minute? Finally got his pre-op in January, head of a planned operation in February, but two days later it was canceled without explanation. Um, he has been married for 29 years. He said uh, sex had been off the agenda because of his condition for many years. Because of his huge, painful balls. Uh, unable to play with his grandchildren and rarely even ventured out of the house. And in fact, uh, his inactivity caused him to gain 125 pounds Ooh. and he blew up to 400 altogether. But they finally got to it because the newspaper stepped in yes. and helped out and so they, they have taken care of his balls. He said the pain, uh, it's, he said it's about a 70% success. And so what it's does that mean? On the way. Oh, well, all right, all right. means that the pain isn't all gone, but most of it is gone. So that's nice to hear. Uh, all right. Let me see. I've, I've, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I have a lot of disturbing stories. I really don't want to end. Dog fighting, huge balls. What else you got? I don't want to end the week. <laughs> Any bleeding rectums in there? Well, this is this actually has a happy ending because this is now over. A 21-year old college student. A dog bit a man's balls off. No, it was detained in Dubai after airport staffers accused her of assaulting and insulting them. And uh, Elizabeth, her name is Elizabeth Polanco uh, de los Santos. Uh, she was traveling from Istanbul with a friend when the incident unfolded in mid-July detained in, uh, and she was detained in Dubai. And she they've held her for like a year. Really? And huh. she said that um, she was, as she went through security screening, airport employees told her she needed to take off her doctor-mandated waist training brace. Despite her hesitation, she agreed that she was ushered into a booth with the female security officers who said she said they were rough as they removed the compressor. She said, I felt violated, added that she was uncomfortable and afraid. She tried to put the trainer back on herself, a process that takes two people before crying and asking for help. Security officers didn't help and blocked her exit, at which time she lightly nudged one of them so that she could call out to a friend for help. She said, yeah. I gently touched her arm to get her out of the and way. That was it. 
and desperately started crying, and that was it. Yeah, they arrested her. Uh, they detained her for touching the female customs officer, and they have held her for a, a year. year. Wow. Yeah, I've never uh, seen this story yet. When I uh, had set this aside for the bizarre file, she was still there. As of two days ago, she has uh, now been extradited, right, and right. they've released her, and she is back home now. But you hear about these every now and then, some little incident like this, and you're in a certain country that doesn't tolerate yeah. uh, any kind of criminal, be- quote-unquote, criminal behavior. right. right. And they will keep you there for a while. So, what was that? Locked up abroad? Was that that? That series. If that man, oh, yeah. you you mind your p's and q's when you travel out of the country. Some some places you will end up in prison faster than you can uh, can realize. It's amazing and horrific. All right, and then I'm not going to do these. I have like three stories of people shooting each other in uh, drive-through windows. What the hell? Uh, so we'll skip that. Uh, but okay, here you go. Last story. It's short and it's a good one. A driver suffered minor injuries when a deer fell from an overpass above and crashed through his windshield in New Jersey. Oh, you sure it wasn't a llama or a kangaroo? <laughs> <laughs> They've been on the loose lately. They've been on the loose. Uh, it happened Wednesday in the southbound lanes of Route 21 just before 8 a.m. Police said a deer jumped or fell off the Route 3 overpass before landing in the driver's lap. Jeez. Uh, the impact caused the driver to oh <laughs> strike a concrete barrier and crash into another vehicle traveling southbound. Wow. The driver could have been very deadly. Taken to the hospital with minor injuries. The deer did not survive. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right. Uh, nine minutes after 10 o'clock. You have six minutes left to enter the word hero for MMR's crumb bum cash. So you want to do that now. You can do, do it through WMMR.com, through the MMR app, or you can text it to four. Five nine one one. So the word is hero. Make sure you do it now. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. More on the way. Lesson question. Trash music news. See what you've been hearing with WMMR.com's video on demand. Watch highlights from Preston and Steve shenanigans, station events, and take a peek behind the scenes at the station. You'll marvel at how anything gets done around here. WMMR.com. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. Preston and Steve. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Winter may seem like a strange time to replace the windows in your home, but with Window Nation, it's the perfect time. Right now, Window Nation is offering you 50% off all window styles. Plus, you can get 0% interest for five years. So get rid of those cold, drafty windows that are costing you more to heat your home. With savings this big, it's time to give Window Nation a look. It's easy. Simply call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com to get started. Come. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
Friday morning in the Preston Steve Radio Show. It's not looking too bad out right now. No, it actually looks much better than I thought it was supposed to yeah. look today. So is, is the rain coming later today? I, I heard um, it depends. There may be some showers that, that pop up this afternoon. But, yeah, it could be anywhere from, like, 2 to later on tonight. But uh, the, the steady stuff is until tomorrow. Well, you'd be happy to hear that I ran about 60 to 70% of my lighting array for my <laughs> Halloween decorations. So we're closing in on it. Yeah. Getting there. Getting there. Uh, yeah, tomorrow rain. Today's high 78, though, so really not too bad. And then uh, Sunday and Monday cooler high, like 62 degrees, something like that. Uh, before we do the lesson question, all that stuff, Kathy wanted to mention something about your activities. Yeah, so there's a lot wait, of... Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Play it. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Hang on a second. Ball activities. There you go. Yeah. There's a lot of activities that are taking place um, this weekend and some that are just this weekend. So the uh, Bolton Mansion has their guided ghost tour this weekend, uh, both on Saturday and Sunday. They have a couple of other events um, that will hit later weekends, but that... The, I gotta get over there at some point. It's awesome. Yeah, those guided ghost tours are this weekend, and then the Hay Maze um, in the city, right at Dilworth Park, uh, they have their Harvest Weekend uh, that is both... Uh, it's it's tonight through Sunday, so even if you get a little rain on Saturday, you can go on Sunday. Um, and then at the Hortalis Farm, their Harvest Weekends start uh, this weekend, so... What farm? Hortalis? Hortalis. Okay. Yes, in Newtown. Uh, they start Hortalis. this weekend, and <laughs> there's will go throughout the month of uh it's of a october. looser farm so, yeah <laughs> their harvest weekends go through the month of october and you 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 were out there you raved on it right it is it's sort of like is it sort of like the um upper yeah it, it's yeah. like tier picture i feel like picturesque is yeah. the perfect Ooh. word for it it's um yeah it, it's different than the other farms in the in the area the pics look great and it's just more of like kind of laid back it's a beautiful feel but they have everything that you need the the pumpkins all that and welcome to flowers. our little farm yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, a little bit. That's okay every now and then. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, the full fall activities list is available at PrestonAndSteve.com. And make sure you take a gander, those of you haven't yet, before these things come and go. Right? Yes. I mean, there and some of them are sold out, but there's plenty to do on there that plenty. are not going to sell out. All right. Uh, so we're going to go through the lesson question now. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Drew Lynch, who's playing the Keswick Theater next Thursday. Question I have for you this morning is, what can Steve of 2023 still wear from the time when he was only seven? Yeah. 215263. WMMR. He can still wear what? What can Steve now still wear from when he was only seven years old? Uh, that was from about seven o'clock this morning. Let's see if you were listening. We'll do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Helium Comedy Club, bringing the laughs to Philly for men. Many years, Helium Comedy has the best comics of today and tomorrow, live every week. Tickets and lineup at heliumcomedy.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Michael Jordan making history, becoming the first professional athlete to land on the Forbes 400 list of the world's wealthiest people. Jordan says while the milestone is an honor, he prefers to remain humble and enjoy the simple pleasures of having a gigantic penis. Oh, yeah. Hey! The end of Tristan Thompson's first child, a son named Prince, claiming the NBA star dotes on his kids with Khloe Kardashian, but has no time for Prince. Thompson says he makes time for all of his children, but has to favor the ones who are more famous. <laughs> oh, my God. And finally, the three writers who are refusing to return to the Drew Barrymore show after the star decided to bring the show back before the strike was over say they are profoundly disappointed with her. Chelsea White, Kristen Kinnan, and Liz Coe say they need to take 
Vegas stand to make a point that writers who write for Drew Barrymore are easily replaced. No. All right, let's go to the phone, see if uh, somebody knows the answer to this. What can Steve of 2023 still wear from the time when he was only seven years old? We'll go to Mike uh, and see if we can get an answer. Hey, Mike. Hello, good morning. (laughs) Good morning to see you, Mike. Hi, Mike. All right, what can Steve still fit into, please? Communion suit. Communion suit, yes. Hang on, buddy. We'll get your info, and we will give you a pair of tickets to see Drew Lynch Thursday, October 12th, Keswick Theater in Glenside. Tickets are on sale now. Details available on the concert calendar at WMMR.com. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Dickhead. All right, brought to you this morning by Monster Mania 57, November 10th to the 12th in Oaks, Pennsylvania with Alice Cooper. Scream reunion. Uh, The stars of Five Nights at Freddy's and more. And tickets are on sale now. Monstermania.net. We'll start with this. The Ramones are the focus of a new Blink-182 video for their single Dance With Me. Clip serves as a love letter to the Ramones and they pay homage to one of their favorite bands. Dressed in black wigs, dark sunglasses and leather jackets, the members recreate some of the wildest and most memorable moments of Ramones history. Uh, the new Blink-182 album, One More Time, is going to be out October 20th, by the way. That's the first time that all three of those guys have recorded together since 2011. That's Mark, Tom, and Travis. Where do you stand on the Ramones? Uh, I, you know... Huge fan. I'm a, I'm a no, fan. They're, they're fun. Yeah. Uh, and, and some cool songs. I didn't get them at first. I didn't know that they were this groundbreaking yeah. entity that I eventually did find out about, but uh, their songs are, they're simple, they're fun, um, you know, and, and I don't really sit down and go, man, I'm going to listen to some Ramones no, today. No, likewise. But, but I appreciate the, uh, the, what the, the impact, and I do enjoy a lot of the stuff, and you can hear... 30 songs in nine yeah. minutes. Yeah. I mean, when, when Rock Ray, Rockaway Beach is on, I say yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, yeah. When, you know, um, any of those songs uh, come on, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm right there for it. So, yeah. Uh, but, you know, obviously some people hold them in the highest of regard. Highest regard, yeah. And they deserve it. In a new interview posted by Blabbermouth.net, Anthrax guitarist Scott Ian talked about the progress of the next album. He said they started on it pre-COVID, then basically shut down creatively until about a year ago and started working on it again. He also said that he's pretty sure they've got dates on the books for uh, Joey Belladonna to do his vocals next month. Uh, Their last album, For All Kings, came out in 2016 and in 2021. Uh, Anthrax celebrated the band's 40th anniversary. He's describing it as uh, Five Finger Death Punch meets Baby Shark. Oh. So that should be an interesting journey. Something nobody's ever done before, that's for sure. Uh, Pre-sale for Portraits of Lemmy. The book about Motorhead's late lead singer and bassist uh, begins today. That'd be an unattractive portrait. (laughs) And it includes rare and previously unseen photos and is the eighth book of the series. Uh, The coffee table photo book traces the career of Lemmy from the early 70s until his death at age 70 on December 28th, 2015. Yes, shortly after learning he had cancer. Wasn't Lemmy voted the most, at one point, I think you even reported on it, the most unattractive rock star of all time? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Uh, a custom-made urn containing his ashes is on permanent display at Forest Lawn Cemetery in Hollywood. Press, I, I think you remember this as well. It was Martha Quinn was interviewing somebody, and uh, they had called her out on... 
calling them the ugliest band. Uh, oh no, no, I don't remember and I that. Feel like, like I, so I, I have this vague, vague memory, and I think it was the Ramones. I okay. think it was the Ramones, and she was like, "Oh no, <laughs> like." You heard that? <laughs> you weren't supposed to hear that. Yeah, Joey Ramone, not an attractive guy. No, Mm-mm. no, uh, not an attractive front man for no. sure. So, uh, no, but I would like to see that. Yeah. Um, we have uh, the Foo Fighters special weekend taking place here at MMR, and uh, we are excited to be bringing you some blocks from Foo Fighters. We'll do double shots actually, and uh, also your chance to win tickets all weekend long, so make sure that you have tuned in. Everything or Nothing at All Tour uh, is going to be at Hershey Park Stadium July 23rd, so we will have those tickets to give away this weekend. And speaking of tickets, I'm going to wrap up music news by giving away my final pair of this. This is so cool. It's in the middle of Camp Out for Hunger. I doubt I'm going to be able to go. Maybe. You never know. But Getty Lee, my effing life in conversation, uh, is going to be taking place Wednesday, November 15th at the Met in Philadelphia. So not too far away from where we'll be. Maybe not I can a, sneak down there. Well, and maybe he can drop by and visit you. That'd be great. Uh, tickets went on sale about 25 minutes ago, uh, and we have a pair of tickets to caller number 22 at 215-263-WMMR, and every ticket purchase gets a copy of the long-awaited memoir. Now, years ago, Fish played at the Met uh, at the Monday of Camp Out for Hunger. And you, you and you I went. went. And yeah. I went. Now, I, you know, I hopped on the subway right there. Yep. Mm. Took it all the way down Broad Street. It's I mean, very it was, easy. It was an easy commute. Got off the subway, went. I didn't stay for the whole show. I probably stayed for the first set and maybe a song or two of the second set and then buzzed all the way back down. It's not it's not too, it, and it's not inconceivable. I, okay. but, I, but I'm also not Preston or Steve. You know what I mean? So, like, well, my presence is not necessarily that important, or as important as yours. I think. What's important is that obviously Getty would want to go out for drinks afterwards. I would think so. Yeah, and yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. The onus is on you. A little too late. You know, he's going to be very excited to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but listen, if we could get Getty Lee to come by uh, the camp out, we will do everything we possibly can. They're very generous people. He's an eloquent man. He would he understand is. the impact of the the camp out for hunger. We're using so. every excuse in the book to get his ass out there. Yeah, uh, There's another chance to win tickets at WMMR.com if you don't win them now, so call. All right, we will take a break. We'll come back in a second, wrapping up the program and giving away our Word of the Week prize when we return, so please stay with us. WMMR. We've been waiting all year for Romano, I think fall is a great time to get out of the house and enjoy all the season has to offer. I just posted Kathy's fall activities on PrestonandSteve.com and it's got tons of fun options including great family activities for the kids and stuff for adults to enjoy as well. Things like a zoo campout, festive Instagram photo ops, pop-up food truck festivals, and more. You can check out my latest fall activities at PrestonandSteve.com. From Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks your fall. Fall activities. 10.36, Friday, no set bro. Feeling good, barn door, third leg of the uh, low hanging fruit. Oh yeah, low then, hanging fruit. Well, they have a couple more months now. That a bill, but no. Bill and I meant this is the greatest compliment. He can now join the ranks of Gary Lauer as being a 
extended member of the Preston and Steve show. Yeah, 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 most definitely. So, uh, yeah, um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get many more moments between Absolutely. now and then with Bill, I'm sure. And we have something in mind for him, I think. I will see. All right, so we're wrapping up today's program. I would like to thank our guest. We had Joe List on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Joe is playing Helium Comedy Club, and he's got shows tonight, tomorrow night. The 7.30 show tomorrow night is sold out. Uh, but uh, HeliumComedy.com to get tickets. And uh, he was a uh, very nice guy. It's cool to have him here. And Steve Hofstetter yep. was here, too. Hey. Same thing. Super nice guy. And he's playing the Keswick Theater. Uh, that show is tonight, 8 o'clock. One show only, KeswickTheater.com. So we enjoyed having the peeps by today. May I mention something quickly? The uh, the pause, Mutt's Strut has been postponed till Sunday. Okay, so they've officially done that. Right. So um, uh, You have two I, events on well, Sunday. Yeah, no, I can't do that, that one now because I, I have to be at the Kegs for Cats, and that will... Uh, I won't be able to go to the Mutt Strut. However, Kristen Herman from our sister station will be there, and I'm Sue Serio will be there, and so they'll be they'll be a great representation. Oh, and you know what? I um, was supposed to host an event tomorrow at Rafferty Subaru. Uh, they are, and they do this a few times a year, but they partner with the Providence Animal Center, right? And I believe Marissa is going to be there tomorrow from eleven to one. But there is a, a pet adoption event that's going on at Rafferty it's tomorrow. Gonna be great. They're going to have a ton of puppies. Every time I go there, I mean, they have these cute little puppies that they rescue. Um, yeah. A lot of times from like Georgia, North Carolina, Florida, um, but these cute puppies and kittens that are available for adoption at Rafferty tomorrow. Uh, that's going on. If you go to uh, you know Rafferty's website, they'll have that information there. And I, I wish we had it on our website. I don't know if we do or not. It doesn't look like it, but uh, that is going on tomorrow at Rafferty. Also, uh, I was supposed to go to a street fair in Conshohocken, and for the exact same reason as your event, Steve, it's been moved to Sunday. So if you were going to go to the Conshohocken Street Fair tomorrow uh, from two to I'm sorry from ten to two, it's now moved to Sunday from. 10 to 2 and hopefully better weather on Sunday. All right. Um, Pierre Robert is here. I bring better weather. Yes, you do. Every day. Every day. Oh, guess what? What? Um, so last Chicken night. Chicken butt. <laughs> no, uh. Last night was the premiere. That's such a little kid thing. <laughs> Sorry, Pierre. Go ahead. That's all right. That's all right. I am a child <laughs> and I appreciate being treated like one. Because uh, I, it, this is dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Resbo is dad. Let's just face it. Um, last the night premiere. was the premiere of, of the uh, David Asikinen movie. Yes. Um, uh, Feel the Heat, uh, His uh, this really cool um, uh, documentary at the Film Fest in in Old City. And um, You're in it. I, yeah, I have a part in it. Lots of people do, uh, talking about Dave and the Hooters and stuff like that. That was cool, and uh, we had a lovely time there. But there were four films, five films that were premiered. Among them was this other film on a gentleman who has an illness, an autoimmune illness, and uh, he was running four marathons in a year. And uh, I now his name slips me, uh, uh, escapes me, but um, you're featured in it. <laughs> Me? Yeah, there's um, because he runs these marathons uh, and he runs them in Los Angeles and a couple of other places. And the last one he runs is Philadelphia. And there are three or four clips of Preston. uh, I guess you must have had him as a guest on the show or, um, you know, Gary, I think is his name. Oh, is this um, 
you said he he run, like he runs tons of marathons. Well, no, he was doing this just to you know inspire other people with this illness. Um, and he so his goal was to do four marathons, hmm. and they made a film of him. And um, you yeah, know, I think I remember this guy. Uh, and I don't know that he was. It might have been during the pandemic. Uh, he might have been a Zoom guest. So uh, you know, you guys have so many folks on, I could easily understand. Yeah, interesting. But uh, but it, it the beginning of it has you talking about this his telling his story. Uh, uh, on video um, behind the mic as you are now, wow. and then I said, "I wonder if they're going to. I wonder if he was in the studio." And they, there is no interview that he did. But then he comes to Philly to finish the thing, and you're featured again. And how about spot. that? Wow. Oh, okay, pretty cool. Well, if you cool. see any, any other movies, movies? please yes. let me know. Yeah, I, I definitely will. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. <laughs> oh, it's it's okay. Name. Yeah, All yeah, right. definitely. And you asked if I was in any other yeah. movies too. Uh, well, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I have a small yeah. part in that. And Two girls, a cup, and a DJ. <laughs> That's true. And Gone with the Wind. Gone, gone with the, with the DJ. Wind. That's true. Gone with the Presbo. I don't know nothing about no radio. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the only line I remember from Gone with the Wind right now. And <laughs> frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Yes, and I swear, my God is my witness. Yes. I'll never be hungry again. Yes. You're you Scarlet. You're a little tramp. <laughs> you little whore. And I bang, want to bang you nine ways to Sunday. I'm, and I'm going to do it, too, with my false teeth in. Scarlett O'Hara. I met a drag queen once named Harlot O'Scara. Oh, <laughs> yes! Oh, my God, I love that. What a great name. Yeah. Harlot O'Scara. Oh, think of that's that. fantastic. One of I, my favorites was uh, um, uh, Carlotta Tendon. Carlotta oh Tendon. Carlotta Tendon, yeah. yeah. Yeah, gay bingo, most yeah, definitely. Magnificent. All right, um, letter of the day, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. E as in energize. All right, we're going to take caller three. Little number, 215-263-WMMR. If you know that word of the week, you win the word of the week prize. And we'll tell you what that is in just a moment. In the meantime, we'll find out what Pierre has in store for today's program. Well, uh, Foo Fighters um, just went on sale as of 10 a.m. So we have our final pair on my program of the tickets uh, for Hershey Park next July. It's so far away, and yet um, there it is. Uh, next July, they will play there. And tickets went on sale as of 10 a.m. So we've got... One more pair in a giant block of the Foo Fighters to get to. Uh, also, uh, a block of Van Halen. We lost Eddie today, three years ago. Oh, my God. Uh, believe it or not. It's, yeah. I mean, time flies. Um, you took the amazing story of Gene Simmons running into uh, Eddie on the street in L.A. some some point, and he just casually is, is continuing to smoke as he's telling Gene about his cancer. Um, <laughs> wild. Anyway, uh, we've got that. Uh, we will have Crumb Bum Cash at noon and 3 and 5 o'clock and a workforce block of rush because tickets as you also mentioned went on sale for the getty uh book signing uh appearance at the met which will be way cool yeah very much so uh by the way marissa got the name it's called run greg run that's the name of the okay. documentary it's about greg cohen suffering from uh scleroderma oh scleroderma is yeah. the uh actually uh it was bob saget's uh sister, sister passed yeah. away from that yes. yeah that's right i remember that okay cool well thanks for the heads up yeah yeah all right, we'll see if we can get the third caller. It's Cindy. So we are going to go to Cindy on the phones. Hi, Cindy. Cindy. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. All right, Cindy, do you know the word of the week? I do. It's what is it? Pride. Pride. Oh, oh. Day is not, not something, something. 
You got it right. Hang on the line, uh, Cindy. We are going to set you up with a VIP package for two. Two. The Taste Philadelphia of food, wine, and spirits. October 20th and 21st, Valley Forge Casino Resort plus hotel stay for Friday night. Live cooking demonstrations, drinking and mingling with local sports legends, and meeting your friend. It's always sunny in Philadelphia star Glenn Howerton as he signs bottles of Four Walls Whiskey. Uh, it's 21 and over event uh, with over 120 exhibitors to sample and taste tickets at Philly uh, Taste Festival or phillytastefest.com, by the way. Uh, thank you to the sponsors of our program. The President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. The President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Trinity Rehab locations all over and now opening King of Prussia. Trinity-Rehab.com. Next week on our program, um, Greg Proops, who you know from just, uh, what was Who's it called? Line it Whose Line Is It Anyway? Awesome. We've had him here before. Uh, and several other guests that we're working on that we will reveal uh, next week when we get back. So that is it. We are done. Rage on! Have yourself a fantastic weekend and make sure you take advantage of some of the this weekend. Yes. All right, we'll see you later, gang. Bye bye. Before Shopify, were you wondering where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen.